Holy crap, this thing is huge. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, January 16, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 270. This is No Agenda. Monitoring all mainstream signals and messages at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, and Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I am the possibly mentally unstable crackpot known as Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where... Oh, I don't know. Everything is variable. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Variable, eh? Is that a weather reference? Uh, just in general. <laughs> in the morning to you, John. In the morning to you and in the morning to all ships and sea, boots on the ground, and Miss America candidates who lost to the woman from Nebraska, the midget. And the wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, checks in the mails. Bakers in the kitchens, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, hams on the air, and human resources everywhere, especially in our chat room at noagendachat.net. Uh, noagendastream.com is uh, where we are uh, broadcasting live right now. So I, uh, I know you watched the, uh, the pageant last night because uh, I was I doing... Watched part of it. I watched the beginning <laughs> and the end. I missed, kind of missed them. I was doing something completely different, and I get this text like, oh, I'm going to go see. You know, who knows? Maybe it's my daughter or something. I don't know. It's like... Is John saying, you know, should I read your text? No. <laughs> yes. I'm reading your text. I'm like, my God, he's actually watching the Miss America pageant. I didn't mean to, but uh, what happened was <laughs> that one of the news outlets had a, uh, apparently the, the show was over when they broadcast it on the West Coast, and one of the news outlets said who it was at one. No. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I've never thought of watching the show with it in mind that I'd know who wins. And how, uh, oh, and how was that? Was it a good experience? No, it, it wasn't any good. <laughs> so, uh, but the thing was, the thing that got me, and anyone who watched this piece of crap, it's, it's really a dated show. It's, it's very old-fashioned. They had all the women, apparently each and every one of them had a spray tan, so they were all ethnic-looking, every one of them. They all, no, I mean, no, it, looked like John, Miss, it looked like the mix, Miss Mexico contest. But that is what America, you told me on Thursday's show. I live in Mexico. That is the makeup of America. We are brown. The whole world is becoming brown. Nothing well, wrong with that. apparently, but even the pale uh, you know, Norwegian types, and it was a blonde that won. <laughs> I mean, they're not that dark. I mean, you just can't get that dark. Some people just haven't got the, the melanin. You can't do it. So they had everybody at the beginning dressed in these in these horrible dresses, which were one of the sponsors that which is just it just they made everybody look it was just unflattering, let's say. So I thought that the entire group of people uh, I mean, I just thought from from number one to number fifty four, there are fifty four of them, uh, were weren't the very best looking women, but they were made up with the besides having the spray tans, they had some sort of greasy makeup. So they were all greasy looking. And they were lit poorly, and so they were all very homely. But then at the end, when they had new different makeup and different lighting, they looked pretty good. So I'm thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> was, it so, a, was it a Donald Trump production once no, again? No, no. Trump does uh, Miss USA. I, no, this, uh, yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right. You're right. This is the old, old one, uh. which is, you know, it's, it's very <laughs> jingoistic. And the only, thing I, only clip I made was the clip of a couple of the questions, including the, the question and answer from the winner, which they do a little differently at the end now. They First they put a bunch of girls up there, like 20 of them, and then they only ask like the five finalists a question. Well, the rest of them stand there like idiots, and then they tell them all to get off the stage. You guys lost. 
So it was, it was, I thought it was a very poorly done show. Well, do we want to play this clip? Uh, this, uh, well, if we want to play the clip to get right into the propaganda, I mean, I, I, mean, I was stunned by the questions. And let me just give you a little hey, By the way, are, are you okay? You sound like you have a cold. You sound I, a little... No, I, I'm still getting over that same cold. Oh, but that boy. picked up this kind of gravelly, weird voice. Yeah. It's, uh, and I'm it's, kind of enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. We're all enjoying it. Particularly I mean, with not, the attitude that I, I, matches. And my normal mellifluous voice will be back. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, I've got this kind of gravelly voice. I, I think I could do some voice. Hey, over. and you're shouting. Yeah, well, it's, you can't, yeah, I can't get any voice. <laughs> you're shouting. You're really shouting at me, man. If I can't, I have to push a lot of air through to get this voice to come out at all. Okay. Okay. So I can, yeah, I can turn back. I can move away. No, no, it's not the, it's not the volume. It's the uh, style. Yes, it's, it's the general it's the style. Shouting style. It's the style that's irritating. Just chill out, man. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll hear you. It's okay. We understand. It hurts. Your throat hurts. So oh, anyway, boy. so they've got this thing. It's in Las Vegas for the first one of the first times. I guess they used to have it in Atlantic City. Atlantic City, yeah, that's where it used to always. So be. So they sure. have the questions are not by any of these of these judges because heaven forbid, you know, you might have a corrupt judge. They're from people on the street and then they have the person standing giving the question and behind them is a logo of one of the casinos mm-hmm. and it's like it's like they're standing right next to the logo so there's the palms there's the the flamingo you're and not telling like, me that's like a product placement or something it's total product placement <laughs> and the guy who's who's asking the question apparently these questions weren't written by them and they're and they had to memorize them i suppose and so they the, the delivery is just dreadful but here's two of the – this is the semifinalist plus the winner. The second girl is Miss Nebraska, who I found to be offensive because she – I'll tell you why. She offended, she offended you or the question offended you? No, she – well, the, her answer to the question offended me, and then she offended me. I thought she was uh, – I'll, I'll explain why later, but I, I don't particularly like uh, somebody's religion being thrown in my face. Uh, and she managed to do that uh, to an extreme at the end, at least the, the way I saw it. And I'm sure some people out there say, "Well, you know, you're, maybe you're too sensitive to this stuff." But I, I found it, I found it personally offensive. Now, uh, oh, sorry. Let's play these two. This is the whole thing. This is question number one and question number two. You see, they're extremely political. Wait, 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 wait. I only have one clip, don't I? Yeah, okay. you only have one. All right, they're both on there. All right, and it's a, I found the questions to be ridiculously political, and the girls, of course, can't answer them. And the one that the first girl who didn't win, obviously, she circumvented the entire question. The other girl, the Miss Nebraska chick, she uh, kind of answered a question as as the, she answered the question the same way I think that Adolf Hitler would have answered. <laughs> the question. Did she have a mustache, John? Did she have a little uh, little brush mustache by any chance? <laughs> To Jackie Brown and Jackie. Oh, never mind. Uh, why am I even asking questions? <laughs> Congratulations. Here's your question. What color is the White House? The rivalry between our country's political parties has gotten ugly. What does Miss America teach us about healthy competition? Wow. <laughs> Hell, here we go. 
am so grateful to be up here with 52 other incredible women. We all love each other and support each other. And Bullshit. I think that no matter what, we need to support each other as Americans and not partisan. I think that if we come together and we try to compromise, that's the way to get things done and that's the way to solve problems. I think that we should take after Miss America and love one another and try to compromise. Thank you, Jackie. Congratulations. <laughs> Step backstage. Now let's all hold hands and tell a secret. <laughs> Great. I love the sound effects between the question to... Here's your question. I have three questions left on this card. And the next one goes to Miss Nebraska, Teresa Scanlon. Oh, I'm getting a question. Teresa, congratulations. Here's your question. Everybody's talking about the WikiLeaks. How do we balance people's right to know with the need for government security? You know, when it came to that situation, it was actually based on espionage. comes to the security of our nation, we have to focus on security first, and then people's right to know, because it's so important that everybody within our borders is safe. Wait a minute. This has got to be ABC, because we know they're the compromised network. Tell me this was on ABC. John? Uh, I think it was. Of course it was. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Oh, that's great. And so we can't let things like that happen, and they must be handled properly. And I think that was the case. Thank you very much. Step uh, on stage. That was it? Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, the rest of it was just bad. So let me take a look at the uh, overnight ratings. Um, hmm. Ooh, I don't see. How come? Don't they have like overnight ratings? Uh, they should. Maybe they don't. Well, they should have it. Maybe they just don't They're publish them. Anyway, so this woman wins. She's the shortest wo- woman in the group. I mean, they had. I don't know how tall she was. She couldn't have been more than five three. Maybe she was four nine. I don't know. They, all the other women <laughs> towered over her, and she was very pretty. She's a very pretty girl, even though she looked like a Mexican chick at the beginning. But she they once they which is not doesn't mean Mexican chicks are ugly. You're not saying that, right? Because you no, sound no. What so I'm saying though, she, she's a blonde. Mm-hmm. And she looked like she looked, you know, she looked ethnic, and then she looked like a blonde uh, Scandinavian at the end, and it was just like I couldn't see that she was going to win with this dark makeup. She has a like a Joker mouth. Oh, does she? Yeah. Is this a Teresa Scanlon? Yeah, she might be. She might not be photogenic. She's she, yeah, she has like. A, well, I think it's drawn. Well, all these girls, they look like you know one different woman after another. I mean, it was like because they, they. I don't know. I just found the show. Teresa Scanlon has done work in the past to help girls with eating disorders. Yeah, by f- screwing up so they actually get an eating disorder. Looking at her, I I'm so against these things. Well, I I'm not for them either. But anyway, the point is, uh, let's go over the. Uh, at the end, she <laughs> wins and goes. And gr- uh, app, she goes crazy, <laughs> and she does starts doing the one. There's there's a number. No, of hey, John, 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 it's okay. I, I, I'm done. I, I think. No, I, I want to tell you about the religious thing. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't have I a clip of that. Should be identifying these things because sure. I find. It, I mean, I don't think if somebody wins, they should start crossing themselves a million times. You know, if they're Catholics, or going oi oi oi, or or, or busting dishes, <laughs> or, 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 or throwing down a prayer throw, mat, throw down the mat, and start <laughs> praying to Allah. I mean, I just don't think that this is appropriate. <laughs> That would be amazingly cool if Miss America won and threw down the prayer mat. (laughs) How come that never happens on TV? That would be awesome. 
So, but this, but they let people get away with this, you know, holding the, the, the Pentecostal thing, which I find annoying, where you, you know, there's two versions of this I've seen. One of them is you hold your arm straight, straight in the air, you hold your hands straight up in the air, and then you take your palms and bend them backwards so your palm is facing the sky. This uh, is to receive uh, the uh, blessings or whatever. And you hold your arms and you hold your arms like that. Uh, so that's one of the things. But the one that she does, which is I don't know which group this is, if it's Pentecostal, which generally most of these groups are. Uh, she holds her arms at about she holds them out forward, like kind of like say, ma imagine a Heil Hitler salute with both hands. <laughs> Only bending backwards. Only flip the hands over so your hands are your. Palms oh are right, 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 right. Yeah, and got then it. bend your 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 drop your fingers forward as though you're holding a giant like a platter way up in the air. <laughs> so you're holding a platter way up to in the catch air the money. That's the platter to catch the money with. So you're up there with the platter way up in the air. Of course, there's no platter. And when I see this, I'm thinking, why don't you know? Why don't you just tell us what religion you're at? Would you name the church, you know, thank them, and you know, I just don't know. I mean, it just bugs well, but me. you know, it's like you, you you're never uh, that angry or or upset when uh, like tonight the Golden Globes are on. You know that the uh, half of the acceptance speeches will uh, will be, be like, I thank God and uh, I thank uh, I thank God for giving me the strength. It's it's what we always see on shows like that, only this is a little well, more dramatic. Sports events, too, and people do complain yeah. about it. I mean, this is not, I mean, I just find it offensive that if there's any belief in religion in any way, shape, or form, that it would be attributed to this show, and, you, and you'd be, I don't know, I, maybe it's just me. Maybe she's, I, praying, maybe, maybe she's praying to the ABC uh, president, you know, thanking him. He's God. Put her on. Yeah. Something like that. I'm thinking it's more along those lines. Anyway. Anyway, maybe I'm off base. I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I demean <laughs> Wait, Mexicans. Uh, uh, let me roll this out for you. Let me roll this out for you. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. You always do this when there's, an, uh, when there's a pageant. You're always getting upset about it. I, you know, I think I'm ill, and I and I don't mean to, to to say that Mexican women, but many of I mean I watch Mexican soap operas. The women are gorgeous. <laughs> you do not. You watch the telenovelas. Uh, obviously. <laughs> I love you, man. Even when you're, in fact, when you're like this, you're best. If only yeah, you could well, be sick all the time. Well, I'm not actually sick. Sick. Mm. Well, maybe I am. Okay. I just, I just voice of mine though. Have just, you taken your meds? Have you taken your meds? That is the uh, the meme of the day, by the way. Take your meds. Which brings me to a point I want to bring up later in the show. Let's thank our one lone executive producer for today. I knew it was going to happen, and you were so right. You warned everybody. You said if you want to get in as executive producer, this is the episode. This is the one to do it, and and it's a double whammy, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Michael Miller out of Tiburon. Uh, he's on his way to knighthood. His wife uh, hooked, uh, got his wife. His wife, I'm sorry, is hooked on the show, and he wants to give her a hello, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Miller. Catherine. How you doing? By the way, he's yeah. also the only member of the 270 Club. Yeah, he is the lone member, and we'll actually make it for him and Catherine, or if we want, I don't know. He doesn't care. All right. Uh, the 270 Club. We give 270 dollars. He's executive producer of show number 270. We have no uh, no associate. We have nothing else, and we no. have a very, it's a very thin week. Very thin, uh, very I think thin. that basically either telling us that the last show we did, which was the one that had technical difficulties, was a piece of crap, 
which is which I have to assume because we got such few, uh, such low uh, input this week, and uh, except for one guy that I can look, I'm looking on the list. Michael Miller is a first time donor, but Patrick, uh, we have another one coming up. Uh, Patrick break. Griffin, yeah, we'll talk about That's him. Just, later. So we have two new yeah. listeners who who cared right. enough to right. uh, donate to the cause. So I uh, I did get uh, my. Uh, it was so funny. I went through you know three days essentially of of connectivity problems, and I'm still waiting for AT and T to hook up the DSL. Like, how hard can it be to to, to plug a wire in? I mean, I've got an outlet here, um, so we want so we have some kind of redundancy. Um, so on Friday, when these guys are finally supposed to show up, you know, I get a call in the morning, and it's like uh, we recently fixed a network outage in your area. Do you still need to? I'm like, <sighs> you know, of course it wasn't fixed. Anyway, long story well, hold short. Hold on a second. Let's get back to this story oh. from the beginning. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm under the impression you had a modem problem. Oh, yeah. No, it was my fault. Shut up, slave. No, it wasn't my modem problem. It was, uh, they had a truck in the street Thursday and Friday. And then, and Mickey was like, you want, hey, you should hop out, go talk to him. I'm like, no, this is a very bad idea. If I go talk to these guys, something might happen. Blood might flow. This is not a good idea. I'll wait for my appointment. Anyway, so um, guy shows up, and uh, two guys show up. Two time-worn cable guys. Hey, Adam, we heard you had some problems. <laughs> fans of the show. Check this out, John. The fans of the show. They've heard the show. They're loving it. They're like, yeah, this really sucks. When, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, our customer service people are, are, are assholes. We hate them, too. We have to deal with them. They're, they tell us to reboot, to reboot the modems. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, really? They say, have you turned off the modems? We hate them. So, uh, so there was something in the street, but the guy then hooks me up, uh, and he upgrades me without charge uh, to the new modem, which uh, now gives me two megabit per second upstream. Um and uh, yeah, he, he, they really did their best. And he gave me his cell phone, his personal cell phone number. Now you're talking twenty four seven. You throwing call, your weight around. You, last last show, you're moaning and groaning <laughs> and cussing and and spitting. Yeah, and now yeah. because one of them yeah. knows you, no, they still you're a suck. Big fan of the company? No, I'm not a fan of the company. I'm a fan of this guy who's trying to help us out. Okay. I'm not a fan of the company. Time Warner sucks. They suck. I'm surprised you didn't go back and change the title of the last show. <laughs> Time Warner rules. <laughs> hey, quick couple of PR mentions uh, before we move on. Uh, first of all, when it comes to donations, seeing as we're so low today, maybe we have to change our strategy. Uh, the BBC interviewed Jimmy Wales of uh, Wikipedia. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't put, they have a video, but the, the, the question that I was so interested in uh, is not in the video, so I don't have a. Uh, uh, I, I don't have audio of it, uh, but the guy, uh, the interviewer says, you know, what's up with uh, with your face on all the banners, dude? <laughs> and he says, you know what? Those banners outperform the others two to one. How frightening is that? So the 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 dog little face of Jimmy Wales saying, oh, personal plea. <laughs> Money work outperforms all others two to one. Uh, I, you know, I, he's probably, I, you know, a lot of times people make these. You think he's lying? Up. You think he's lying? <laughs> no, I actually don't think he's lying. I, I believe he probably did outperform two to one. 
These banners outperformed the other ones two to one, he said. I think maybe because no one wants to see my ugly mug anymore, the people thought, let's give the guy some money so he'll go away. Oh, that's possible. That is highly possible. <laughs> that's, that's a good strategy. Or get a shave, Jimmy. Yeah, I'll take that one. Uh, hey, Adam and John, says Joe Tirio, longtime writer, first-time listener, actually long-time listener, un- un- underemployed shill. I've been wanting to donate. Times have been dramatically bad past couple of years. While my financial situation has improved much, I think yours is about to. I've set up a donation page for No Agenda at Gazelle. It's noagenda.gazelle, dot com. Gazelle allows people to donate old electronics, and the proceeds will go to you via me for the moment. Listeners, just go to the website, find their gadget, describe its condition, and Gazelle will send a postpaid box. Put your junk in the box, and you get money. So, um, well, that's wow. an interesting idea. I didn't know about this. Uh, I got gazelle. a lot of junk. Yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> now, now, no family members, John. Just, just gear. Put your junk just in goes the box. Back to the back into the pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, interesting uh, concept. We like that. Uh, those of you using the Pocket No Agenda iPhone app, update your iPhone app for new uh, streaming uh, uh, freedom. Uh, the uh, the app has been updated to reflect the new streaming servers that uh, Mr. Oil, Gitmo Slave, have been working on. And uh, man, have you seen NoAgendaChat.net, John? Have you looked at this site? Yeah, it's really pr- it's been improved by Paul T, our yeah. one of our yeah. in-house. Well, artists. there's a whole bunch of guys. We got a, a whole bunch of guys have been working on this. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of a lot of the yeah, the whole thing. We actually have a lot of upgrades around the system. Yeah, I, a lot of people are very complimentary about the uh, stream and the and the, mm-hmm. and the actual. Uh, uh, mechanisms that are in place, yep. which are uh, ironically a threat to uh, modern radio. Doug has actually uh, had his own show the other night. Doug had his own show. Yeah. What was he doing? Yeah, he was spinning records, taking requests. Oh, okay. Well, he, <laughs> he can do that. I thought he was, was going to have a talk chat show. That would be the thing. <laughs> We're thinking Doug and Stephen Hawkins doing a show together. <laughs> I do want to mention noagendawords.com. Uh, we don't always mention all the great ongoing PR initiatives, but it's always fun to see what the word of the day is, noagendawords.com. And then a shout-out to uh, Gitmo Nation Down Under, our good buddy um, Maynard down there, who was always trying to slip it in the morning in to, uh, uh, to promote the show and make us laugh. Uh, he's on uh, real radio down there, you know, unlike what we do, and this Mickey Mouse stuff. He's on uh, real radio. And he says, Adam, I recently interviewed uh, Gary Kennedy, a big-time food inspector who helped write the salami code of practice for Gitmo Down Under after a salami killed someone a few years back. <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's a, there was a salami scare in uh, Australia that we didn't hear about. Oh, so now the salami tastes like crap. Well, uh, he had some... Um, Poignant questions about that and more. I often listen to uh, John C. Dvorak on a number of podcasts, and he is a big fan of deregulating the salami industry because he's a... <laughs> That, by the way, is your ringtone. <laughs> I'm a big fan of de... Hello, I'm John C. Dvorak. You could go on Meet the Press. I'm a big fan of deregulating, deregulating the salami, salami industry. <laughs> fan of raw milk. He's a fan of. He thinks that, you know the salamis taste better when the when you know they don't have as stringent rules to them. What would you say to someone like that? I'd say he needs to shop around. There. Are- yeah, shut up, slave, and shop around. You don't know what you're talking about, John. You know what you're talking about. A lot of small butcher shops who still make salamis made the way they used to make them overseas. I've got a couple of clients who do that. 
So if you want to eat some salami in the morning, <laughs> what salami would you recommend if you're into the raw taste? A capicolo is good. I filter my water because I'm concerned about fluoride being a mind-controlled drug. Is there any evidence either way on that? <laughs> <laughs> he goes right into it, right? Uh, as far as I know, no. Fluoride is not a mind-control drug. So it's just me? Yes. So, so this, this, this stuff's happening. I'm the one that's doing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> it's a mind-control Beautiful. It's not a mind-control drug, Maynard. It makes you docile. There's a difference. But we appreciate it. And, uh, John, you, you're, you're infamous now down under for your salami uh, expertise. Yeah, apparently. And you are the uh, the leader of the uh, the leave the salami industry alone movement. Well, I you know it reminds me of a, oh I got somebody calling. Uh, I got to take the phone off the hook. I'll let it ring out. So uh, oh there it goes again. Well, why don't so, you why uh, don't you go do that and uh, and I'll thank Michael. And I'll give my salami story on my return. I will thank Michael Miller uh, once again for uh, being the executive producer of No Agenda, episode 270, and the one and only member of the exclusive 270 club. It goes away after that. After this, uh, you can't become a member anymore, only uh, for the next uh, episode, the 271 club. Everyone else out there, we would appreciate you going out propagating our formula. We still need that day in and day out. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You're really going to tell us the salami story, huh? Well, no, I don't have to. But I'll tell you this. I'm, I really appreciate our uh, friend down under for, for plugging the, the fact that salamis, uh, which is, a, which is a, essentially a preserved meat mm-hmm. that has a history that goes back you know, thousands of years, the fact that they need to this sort of regulation. In fact, you know, one of the things like in Washington State, for example, we had this deli and we sold salamis. But in Washington State, you have to keep salamis refrigerated when it's a when it's a preserved meat that doesn't need refrigeration. And in fact, when you refrigerate it, usually a mold forms and ruins the salami. Mm. Anyway, so good salamis in Europe. Go to Europe, get some salami and you'll see what I'm talking about. There's good salami here now and again. But generally speaking, uh it's overregulated. So uh, <clears throat> I predicted two weeks. We're one week into it. Um, but this whole uh, tragedy in Tucson. Yeah, uh, you know, continues. I was skeptical, but this is ridiculous. They're having they, we're in day number eight and it's just, it, the, the, the noise level is exactly the same. And uh, and it's it's really two things. Uh, it's uh, anti-gun and it's pre-crime. And it's becoming rampant. I mean, it's. Uh, I have a couple clips uh, I'd love to share because I was just tootling around uh, the Gitmo Nation uh, mainstream channels, and it's unbelievable. And and this morning, just before the show started, I I turned on Meet the Press, which I, I of course I can't watch the whole thing because the show starts. But they were having a whole roundtable, and they ha- and and they're really stretching now. So that's why I think. Well, they- it's really bad because the, the 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 incident happened just before Meet the Press last week. So the last yeah, they couldn't week change Meet the it. Press right. was all about this. Right. Well, they, so they had Al Sharpton on. Who oh. by, yeah. Who by the way was last time I was on here was in 1981. <laughs> he's so he's bitching. He's bitching. They had Tim Shriver, uh, and and he he was first of all. Uh, I had dinner a while back, uh, maybe three years ago, and I sat next to Tim and his wife. Lovely people. 
but he he I don't know he it looked like he got a face uh, face job or something man the guy looks pretty again uh, <laughs> but, but he had totally nothing to say he's the president of the, the Special Olympics and I don't know why he was there and they had Peggy Noonan on oh my gosh I'm gonna have to pull some if if this thing is still alive on Thursday I'll have quotes from her. She's like, we shouldn't be so obsessed with our freedom about people saying what they want to say. I'm like, what? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's, she's out of control, this Peggy Noonan. Out of control. We shouldn't be obsessed with what this country was founded on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, wow. so the, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. no Peggy, Peggy Noonan. And, you know, it's, the whole thing is like, we need to uh, give our um, educational uh, facilities the tools. We need more tools. They need tools in order to be able to report mentally unstable children to the authorities so they can take their meds. Literally, the word meds is everywhere. Well, you know, as long as we can get them on meds, it'll be okay. There was a lot of med talk. There was a lot of uh, uh, drug talk on the O'Reilly shows, the right-wing shows. They were talking about this guy. And there there was a lot of miscellaneous talk about how uh, people should be, you know, discovered early in the process and then locked up which is a pre-crime yeah, thing yeah, but they're total using pre-crime. mental illness as the uh, as kind of their uh their handle their uh, leverage so they um my favorite and i rarely ever watch am in the uh, am able to watch or even have the stomach to watch parker and spitzer uh this is uh i don't know where parker comes from but uh, Elliot Spitzer, I, actually, I thought you know until he got assimilated because they busted him for the hookers, he was doing pretty good. You know, he was uh, he was going after corruption and cartels and organized crime, and he had this little problem of five thousand dollar night hookers, and they're like, oh yeah, you you want to do that, Elliot? Screw you! So they busted him, and now he's on board with the program. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's too bad because uh, I had a lot of respect for the guy. Well, before you play your clips, I, I want to do a pre-clip. Mm, a pre clip. A pre clip on pre crime. Because the, 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 this kind of emphasizes, I think, the point you're going to be making. Okay, which is the just a casual story. You know, you know, one of the guys who was shot was basically locked up. Yes, and it's discussed very quickly in this funny way. They just kind of pass it over as it's no as though it's no big deal. Victim turns bully clip. Hold on a second. This is on PBS. A long-planned gun show went on as scheduled in Tucson today. But in this western city, there has been no apparent backlash against firearms. In another twist in this story, one of the shooting victims, Eric Fuller, who was hit in the leg, was arrested at a town hall meeting organized by ABC News. After a discussion of gun rights, he held up his cell phone and told one of the other people at the meeting, you're dead. He was arrested, charged with intimidation and threats, and involuntarily committed. Yeah, uh, so I had that exact. Uh, st- I'm glad you had a clip. Involuntarily, involuntarily committed. committed. I mean, <laughs> it, it, he didn't. There was no assault. He didn't say, "I'm going to kill you." There was no assault. Now, but you know, the association with the camera is very interesting, and and we don't know exactly what happened. They were doing a special, I guess, uh, for ABC, which is to air later. So there's no video of it yet. Yeah, and but, they'll cut that out. No, they won't. Oh no, they'll spin that. Are you kidding me? Well, maybe, but I think unless they have I it just they'll right, it. they'll cut it out. So uh, Parker and Spitzer have um, this French guy on, and uh, of course, you know the, the we have to show uh, the stupid slaves in America what the uh, what Europe thinks of us, because the rest of the world is looking down their nose at us, John. We are so it is un- unconscionable that we have the guns. 
So they bring this guy on. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. He's uh, he's he's pushing his book, which he'll talk about in the first segment immediately. There's three clips I've got here, um, and he comes on. He's got like a tuxedo shirt open to like halfway down his chest, which is shaved. He's got, he's got this hair slicked back, this gray, crazy like gray fox hair, and he goes on. Um, I clipped about a couple minutes, but he he was on for ten minutes uninterrupted. So I guess he's really important. And uh, you just have to listen to, to what he's propagating, and uh, and then the, the true elitist message comes out in the final clip. The American love for guns. I think those from Europe look at the way we deal with this gun issue kind of in amazement. How do you respond to it? Uh, by, what a setup there, huh? The American love for guns. Do you love guns, John? Are you just loving them? Do you go to bed and say, I love you, gun? I don't see that. No, it's bullcrap. It's, it's bullcrap. But, but this is propaganda. This is the Ministry of Truth. This is a media assassination we're about to do, and it's necessary. I respond, I don't understand. Ooh. Do you know that since 68, since the murder of Martin Luther King... I can't, what you, are you, is this guy a joke? Is this a no, comedy act? You've got to listen to it. It gets better. <laughs> it is... It, I think I think he's an actor. Actually, you're right. I think it, there's no French guy I know that actually talks like an American actor playing a French guy, except this guy. Had more than one million victims mm -hmm. of average citizens with guns, like poor little Christina Green. So here's talking point number one. This is a big one. This uh, this nine year old girl uh, who was uh, caught in the in the crossfire apparently. Uh, or shot, who knows, we don't know, born on September 11th, 2001. This is a huge meme, and uh, just before the show started, they were using this on uh, Meet the Press as well. Born on the very day of September 11th, and then, because guns are in free sale, I can go, when I go out of here, I can go in a, in a shop and buy... Just filling a, a little form, I know exactly how it happens, I did it when I wrote this book so so what he's saying for those of you who don't understand inspector cluseur <laughs> he's saying he's first he said i i can go and buy a gun i just need to fill out a little form which is patently untrue and of course he gets called on it luckily i tried Look, you bought you, a gun in the united states no i tried i tried uh -huh. i tried i tried I did not of course i investigated how it can be done i <laughs> asked i made my inquiry i want to buy a gun what should I do? Just fill a form. Just give a few informations. This is crazy. It, it is the country. I think you are number, I don't know, number high yes. in the countries where you have free guns. So how don't you want to have such tragedy as the one you had in Arizona and others, Christina Greens? You will have more. So, uh, so, so this is the setup. And the setup is we're crazy. It's nuts. It, he's, it's, it's easy for anyone. Apparently, even a, a, a wacky French guy can buy a gun in this country, John. It's, uh, it's an outrage. Well, it, what's interesting to me, as you, I, hopefully you don't belabor this, because this, hasn't, this, this particular uh, um, effort to, uh, to associate this with guns has fallen flat almost immediately. Oh, I disagree. I, I completely no, I, disagree. This is... The, 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 I'm talking about you. You might disagree with the media. Is that they may not fallen flat with the people trying to beat the drum? But they've done polls, and and to, as of today, the poll is like twenty percent think some things have been should be changed, and eighty percent say no. 
this is going nowhere. What got me? What got me going on this is I went to the uh, barber. I call him the barber. He's actually a hairdresser. Yesterday, and uh, and this guy's uh, Iranian, as as is everyone in Los Angeles, by the way, apparently except for us. I and, the Mexicans were down there too. Yeah, it's Mexicans, Iranians, and Russians. A lot of Russian well, mob. Yeah, they're all here. Well, we got yeah. No kidding. More on the mob later. And uh, he says, uh, and we always talk, and he's a, he's a smart guy. He says, uh, so what do you think? Uh, we're kind of nuts about all these guns, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> are, you, are you out of, what? Are you, t- are you telling me? Yeah, no, I mean, we have to keep the guns out of the hands of the crazies. This is, uh, yes, John, of course, if, uh, if we actually wanted to get rid of the Second Amendment, we would do it. But the, it, the issue is it is really being pumped very, very hard and, uh, okay, I'm not even going to play the second clip from the French guy because it'll, it'll just irritate you. I think, by the way, I think this you. is you in Los Angeles where they're t- totally freaked out. I want you to jump to a clip. No, no, Pat- no, no, you can't do that to me. No, this one you c- I can do because I want. this is a debate we're having. Okay. I want you to p- play the Pat Leahy gun control in Vermont clip, okay. which was on, like, yesterday mm-hmm. on C-SPAN, where Leahy is at some town hall meeting and they're going back and forth with questions. And Leahy, who would have something to do with changing the gun laws, being who he is, uh, listen to his little ditty. Last weekend, do you, foresee, uh, do you think there should be more talk about gun control and do you foresee any legislative push for that on Capitol Hill? There will be, but I don't know if, if much will change. The, um, uh, I mean, that's an easy answer. It's, it's interesting. Vermont has the lowest crime rate in the country, uh, lowest or second lowest, and doesn't have uh, gun control. But I would not want Vermont laws to be in an urban area. Uh, we have to decide what works best. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. But this is the media mecca of the world. This is where all the uh, the programming comes from. You cannot deny. That if you repeat the message enough over and over again, it's going to get through. I mean, this this is how advertising works. No, I'm not going to argue the point of the, the, the theory. I'm just saying it's not getting any. You know, advertising does work with a, with a rep, repetition of a certain message. But if the message is rejected out of hand, which I believe this one is, and and, and when you have people like Leahy himself having who has a pretty good feeling about what's going on in terms of the house, the halls of legislative of the legislative branch. Uh, and by the way, I want to make a point. When somebody says this reminds me of editors and newspapers, oh yes, the story is really interesting to me, but the public won't like it. Uh, you know, the gun, there's no crime in Vermont because there's no gun laws whatsoever. You can just go walk in and grab right. a gun. And what was that sound clip from? What uh, what program did you pull that from? It was a, from? one of the C-SPAN weekends. Right, exactly, and, which no one watches. This I is my know, point. No, no, I'm not saying that this is done <laughs> as a method of propagandizing the public, like what you're doing, what you're showing. I'm just saying this is really what we're, where it's going to end up. It's going to bump right into guys I like Lady. I hope you're right. I hope you're right because I think... That if you push it enough and you get enough actors and enough, because you watch that we're going to, I can almost open up the book, open up the prediction book. We're going to have a guns across America thing. We're going to have a whole bunch of celebrities. we should have guns across America. <laughs> we're going to have a whole bunch of uh, celebrities getting on board to get guns off our streets, get it's guns been- out of hand, uh, get uh, unstable kids on meds so they can't get guns. And you know why? And here it is, because I'm, I'm skipping the whole clip where the French guy keeps on going on about... Uh, well, the- at least play the punchline to the clip. You said there's a punchline. The punchline is 
This is the punchline where he t- talked about Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Uh, and uh, and this is this is the true message. Of course, Sarah Palin should watch her words. You ah. cannot have a military language when you speak politics. You cannot draw a map or present a map of America with 20 targets. Targets. And you cannot... When you are a political responsible, you are the guardian. Now listen to this. You are the guardian. Listen very closely, Jean, so you understand what the job of the political and journalist and intellectuals is. Of the world. For example, when Sarah Palin says that she is victim of a blood libel, this is incorrect. She should not say that. It is felt as an insult by a lot of people who are themselves the inheritors of a people who was victim of blood libel. You, you journalists, we intellectuals, they, political responsible, have duties. Our main duty is the use we make of the words. Ah, uh, listen, the use we make hey, of the hey, words? Why is this guy even on? Listen, listen, the, listen, listen, he's listen. He's a stooge from you're, France. You're he's talking over the punchline. The guardians of the world. This is one of the lessons we try to develop in our book. Writers responsible, we are guardian of the so, world. There you go. That was the point. We are guardians of the world. And that and that went unchallenged by Spitzer and Parker because they agree. They no, feel no. they feel That's that not the, why I went unchallenged. They couldn't understand. They were him. either zoned out by this <laughs> bonehead. <laughs> or they couldn't understand a word he said. No, they understood quite well. The guy is saying that the intellectuals, the politicians, and the journalists are the guardians of the world. And that's the way they feel. And that's the way that's so we're gonna get the guns across America. Yeah, well if that's not a, the most elitist thing I've ever heard in my life, I think that's pretty much <laughs> it is, of course it is. Hey, we are the guardians. Can you imagine? I mean, this is one of the things I think people like this show that we do, which is neither one of us really believes we're the guardians of much. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the guardians of my poop. That's about it. You know, and it's like uh, <laughs> to think that you are is 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 just unbelievable arrogance. I mean, the arrogance level has got to be to the max. But they were it's sitting there going like, uh-huh, yes, yes, Mr. French guy, yes. Yeah, we are the guardians of the world. We are the guardians of the and world. the fact that pa- Peggy Noonan would go on about, you know, freedom of speech being a bad thing, uh, if, if what you say is true, which I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is rigged. And then we have this bonehead from Nebraska, you know, holding up her, her platter of hors d'oeuvres in the air, uh, talking about how the WikiLeaks thing is espionage and we should protect it. Her message was... We should protect ourselves. We shouldn't have any... Before we even think of freedoms, we have to think of safety. Yeah. Which, of course, is, you know, the, the Jeffersons and the Franklins have made commentary about this, you know, 200, 300 years ago. Uh, it's just... It's, a, it's, it's bordering on the... Uh, insane. Yeah. Well, but the insane... The real insanity is that... And, and without a doubt, there's going to be tools in, in place everywhere... Uh, so my neighbors, uh, now I don't think the ones across the street will do it, but the ones next door might. They'll be like, you know, uh, he's a little unstable. Um, you know, he has that weird head jidget thing, kind of like that tick, and uh, he's always talking about government conspiracies, and I-, I think he needs to be on meds, and I'll be involuntarily committed. Or shot up on something. Yeah, meds. Hi. Take your I'm meds. Adam Curry. <laughs> uh, this is the No Agenda Show. <laughs> 
yeah. So there's this um, story from Tennessee, uh, and it's one of those uh, Me Too like stories that the uh, uh, that the media loves to pull together. It's from a local station, so it's not a big deal. But I thought it would be kind of interesting to listen to the clip, and then I'll shut up about it because I think we've made our point. Uh, to listen to the, the discourse, to, to to the language that is being used to describe people who need to be locked up, and then uh, half our audience can go uh, bolt the door. Hey, Robin, Eric Henderson was arrested in September. His sister spoke to us tonight, but she asked that we not show her face or give her full name. She says the mental health description of the Arizona shooter, Jared Loeffner, is the same as that of her brother. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> uh-huh. Pay attention, because you might know someone just like this could be in your family. He called representative. This is Stephanie. Her brother is Eric Henderson. He currently sits in jail after he was accused of calling Congressman Phil Rowe's office and threatening violence. Eric, I never thought would be capable of doing anything like that. But they didn't think the same thing of this guy. Stephanie compares her brother's actions and thoughts to those of Jared Loeffner. Officials say Loeffner shows signs of mental issues, including a history of fears about the government. There you go. So meme one, fears about the government. If you talk about your being afraid of your government yeah, taking this is, over, this is cropping up a lot. This is bad. This is bad. Stay tuned for more because it gets it gets really funny at the end. Stephanie's brother Eric suffers from delusions, and all delusions. How do you suffer from delusions? Is that like uh, you can? Oh, he's suffering from. Delusions. I like the way you have the juxtaposition of the two. Uh, me, you have the meme of the government, fear of the government, and then the word delusions. delusions in the yeah. same, you know, kind of mind frame. Separated by one word. We thought the government was out to get him. Uh huh. The government is out to get you. He's in jail. They're out to get him, and they got him. <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> so similar. The delusions that Eric had, very similar. Um, just as more and more is released, it's 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 like a story I've heard before. I've seen I've seen that movie before. Oh my God, this is so good. I've seen that movie before. Mm-hmm. Stephanie says she knew her brother was sick, but never thought he would try to hurt anyone. Today. Congressman Rowe says he won't let people like Henderson and Loeffner stop him from doing business. I certainly don't want to let one person who is disturbed like this uh, interrupt how we conduct business in a country with 300 million people. Tennessee lacks mental health laws that allow families to step in and help. State representative... Yeah, I think we need some tools to I help. Like to help. Help, yeah. We need to yeah, step in and help, help you. We're helping for families. you. Right? Yeah, we're locking you up. Yeah, that's right. And Doug Overby is working on such a bill. He needs he needs help. There's the bit there's the bill. He needs help. It's called the help bill. Meanwhile, though, this sister says even though her brother did not act on his feelings with violence, she knows the same can't be said for everyone in his situation. Here they called him in time, thank God. And Eric's sister says she hopes her brother can get the treatment he needs treatment. while in jail. Right now, Henderson sits behind bars in Lexington, Kentucky, facing more than five years in prison if he is found competent to stand trial. <laughs> so not only do you get th- you get picked up because you're delusional, and sorry, you can't even defend yourself because you're too crazy. 
Now, so you might as well to keep you in there for 10 years before you get your five-year sentence. Now there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> All right, Allison, thanks for that report. Now, Let's follow that great report up with another great one, Allison. East Tennessee has been the scene of several deadly shootings that involved gunmen with a history of mental illness. In December of 2007, a man killed an employee at a West Knoxville Hooters. Officers later shot and killed that suspect, David Rudd. His family said he had spent years in and out of mental hospitals and jails, and they feared his life would end violently. And it was just over a year ago. That so this is the historical, right? We've got to pull it all together because there's a trail. There's a history of crazy people shooting people. And just one year ago, oh, my gosh. Oh, you may know someone like this. That police say teacher Mark Foster shot two administrators at Inskip Elementary School. Foster has a 22-year history with mental illness. And a school investigation found his mother had raised concerns about him in a letter. Just a couple of months after that shooting, Abdu Ipsa opened fire at Park West Medical, Medical Center, killing one person and injuring two more before killing himself. People who knew him said he was unpredictable and thought the government had planted a microchip inside his head. A local mental... <laughs> We all know a guy like that. This is the tinfoil hat crowd. I'm talking to one of them. Yeah, exactly. So I fear for my life now. I may have to get a special report on you. So uh, he was. I could just see my neighbors. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. You know, he seemed really like typical. But it was the mumbling, <laughs> and there was the head shaking, and uh, and all that talk about you know the government and guns and no. We're happy he's getting his meds now. And then you'll see me with the jacket on, with the straight jacket. Yeah, that's how the show's going to end. <laughs> what will you do? <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to be easy to carry on. I'll just play music. <laughs> so, uh, But it's all about the mental illness and putting together laws and tools so we can uh, uh, dope people up and uh, lock them up. So Mimi came up with an interesting uh, no-agenda thought, mm -hmm. uh, which relates to this. Uh, and as soon as she said it, I said, oh, obviously. Uh, talking about locking people up and all this other sort of thing, if you remember, I one flew over this cuckoo's nest yes. and uh, Ken Kesey. Well, Ken Kesey and a lot of other people were, like, always paranoid about getting locked up for no apparent reason or because they were, you know, a little nutty. So they all moved to Oregon because Oregon has the most liberal laws. It's almost impossible to get somebody locked up. Oregon is not only a, a state where you have, a, a, even though there's some evidence this is changing, but for the most part it's not. There's You, you, you can't just lock people up. Uh, Oregon's kind of a bunch of, as, as she put it, a bunch of old hippies. In fact, I know a couple of them that have moved up there, and they essentially would be defined as old, unreconstructed hippies living in Oregon. And they, they are pushing back against the FBI opening more offices. They're pushing back against the TSA doing this and that. They're pushing back, pushing back, pushing back. So does anybody think maybe, you know, setting up the Christmas bomber in Oregon of <laughs> All places. <laughs> Very good point. May have something to do with it. And also, there was a, the Intel uh, engineer in Oregon that was a, that went to take Al-Qaeda training, you know, back after September 11th. There's a lot of pushing back against Oregon by the government because they want to get Oregon on board, refuses to do anything. Oh, and, makes uh, so much sense. Of course, Oregon. So I am yes. predicting, I'm putting on the prediction list that Oregon will be a continuous target of the government with, you know, in other words, a nut, more nutballs will be showing up in Oregon, supposedly, you know, the, the, like the Christmas bomber. She also pointed out the meme that if you haven't noticed, 
Christmas is being used to to associate with terrorism. You had the crotch bomber was on Christmas. This this last Christmas was the Christmas tree bomber in Oregon, and and the shoe bomber was over a Christmas situation. Hmm. So cr- Christmas seems to be an associated thing. While I was discussing this, whether I, I I forgot to mention on the show that Montana, uh, another one of these states out west that feels that they should do things their own way. Uh, has has been passing laws left and right. It's getting no coverage whatsoever by the mainstream media, but they're passing a number of laws which are designed to turn the uh, you know the the federal trumps the state idea on its head uh, by making it so that you know the local county has more authority than the state government, and the state government has more authority than the federal government. And they're actually passing laws along these lines hmm. to try to. I guess, to get a, a, a Supreme Court case uh, on nullification and Tenth Amendment uh, specifically. Well, I think we're going to see some uh, al-Qaeda terrorism pop up there in Montana. What do you think, yeah, John? I, I would guess so. Okay. Well, you know, if that happens, wow, that, then, uh, then I think that's almost inconclusive, almost conclusive proof. Well, I think we don't even need the proof, but the Oregon thing is is something worth watching because that seems to be like the high-profile area. And I guess it has a lot to do with the fact that Oregon is just telling the feds to get lost. So uh, just a couple of things. There's actually a thread that you and I are both on, and it popped up. I thought it was interesting. Uh, The Above Top Secret uh, website, which, of course, I read all the time. Uh, where Mr. Lochner, the alleged assailant, appears to have posted more than 100 messages in July 2010, couldn't actually find those. One member worried whether a series of posts could have pushed Mr. Lochner over the edge and uh, if they shouldn't have uh, reported him. It's like, if you're going to be on AboveTopSecret.com and you're going to report everyone who says something wacky there, I mean, <laughs> you'll be doing a lot of work. You might as well, but the feds are now you know, investigating the site. So I'm not. I can't go on there anymore. I can't be watching that site. I can't be reading that. They track me and like, oh yeah. Well, you know, more evidence against you. He had the Tourette's and uh, he was reading above top secret and he was talking about chips. I mean, if they took the, you know, they could take our show. We got years of material. <laughs> yeah, there's 270 times uh, at least uh, an average of like an hour. Yeah. Well, probably closer because we run over all the time. I'd say they probably the average is two hours. Whatever the case is, we have like you know five hundred hours worth of material that they could go they with a fine tooth comb. They could pull out enough stuff about you, probably me too. Yeah, to, to prove we're crazy. And, and 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 let's not forget the pictures I have in my red g string. They find yeah <laughs> yeah that would do it. Thank you, dar- darling. Thank you, darling. That's two. Hey, you know what, John? The whole darling thing you were counting? Yeah. Paid off. Well, I, I figured you were up to something. <laughs> paid off. Big it, time. It, it paid off for you, but it didn't pay off on donations. <laughs> well, now it's my fault because I say darling too much? <laughs> Please. I find it as offensive as the woman from Nebraska. <laughs> Please. Hey, um, the, the Hollywood Whackers uh, it just got an interesting twist. As uh, you know, the, the, the Veronica Cohen Chasen, former Russian publicist, was murdered in cold blood in a, in a very obvious hit, and no one's talking about it anymore, of course. But she was a, a publicist, and there was an interesting headline that caught my eye just yesterday. 
Uh, you know we have the uh, the Golden Globes on tonight in uh, Hollywood, John. And Michael Russell, who uh, I think the guy actually uh, was part of the founding of the Golden Globes, uh, the, the television program, as its publicist, filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. These are the guys that actually run the show uh, of payola. Because he had, uh, they, uh, he was going to... Payola in, in a sketchy uh, awards show? Hold on a second. I have to get my pen. The, the, yeah, obvious, duh. But it's, it's, it's fun to see it in court. Uh, he said, look, I'm, I'm not going to represent uh, the show anymore if you guys don't stop taking uh, bribes for nominations. And, of course, uh, everyone's going crazy about this. Um, but there is so much you have to understand. If you win the Golden Globe, then you're on track to win the Oscar. And winning this stuff means something. It is money in the bank. Yeah, no, it, it, whatever the bribe is, it's, it's peanuts compared to the results. Money in the bank. So here's, uh, uh, of course, we'd have to, he'd have to win his case, but uh, I, I don't think a guy who was... Well, what, what, what would he win if he wins his case? Two million dollars. Oh. And uh, he'd probably win something else. And I, I think this guy should watch himself. Yeah, I would think. And it's the Foreign Hollywood Press Association. Note the word foreign, as in Russia. Well, the foreign press, you know, it's just like uh, the, the wars are pretty funny because you once you create this kind of foreign press and it's like a clubby thing, you, know, you can pretty much give the awards to anybody you want to. Right, but it's uh, it's all very connected, and I mean, you know, we we now get the DVDs uh, for the for voting for the SAG awards, um, which is like the industry thing that. Oh, you're you know, getting the DVDs now? Yeah, you know, well, I'm not. Mickey is. Yeah, well, you just right. So, so, so yeah, so you get the DVDs, and uh, and it's intended to uh, to entice you to vote, you know, to, to watch the movie, so you can say, "Oh, it's a good movie. I'll vote for it." Because everyone knows the social network is going to get it. It's going to get all the awards, undeservedly so, and deserve it. That King speech I told you about, you got to see that. I was, we'll Everybody's s- telling me the same thing. Oh my God, the King speech is the greatest movie from last year, and and it's and it should win all the awards. It's really, really good. It's really good. Uh, in the morning, Mr. Curry, I'm a regular listener of No Agenda Daily Source Code. I'd like to give my thanks to you and uh, Mr. Dvorak for all you do, enlightening us ignorant slaves in the world. Uh, that said, I'd like to bring a few things I've observed to your attention. You may or may not realize my background is that of a U.S. Marine loyal to this nation's principles. I joined uh, believing in our core's value of honor, courage, and commitment. I love being a Marine and have served honorably in Iraq and will again soon in Afghanistan. I'm in the reserves now. Things are changing. Over the last few years, our training center has been upgraded with new weapons, equipment, fortifications, and security. Our commandant has implemented a policy changing the reserves into an operational reserve, readying us to be effective across the globe and within the continental United States, which is uh, against our constitution, John. The Marines have always been asked to be a force in readiness with direct control given to the president outside of congressional control, but now with the buildup of our reserve forces and changes in policy, this mission is becoming troubling. Not long ago, Chicago Mayor Richard Daley called for martial law in Illinois, and the military is now prepared to answer that call. My fellow service members are bound to not speak ill of the president or this country, and as a Marine, I'm sworn to only obey all just lawful orders, but I'm from the old Corps. And how many young service members might follow a leader or orders that might infringe upon our own people's rights? And here it comes. I had not heard this directly from the horse's mouth, and I have it now. 
A survey put out in Marine Base 29, Palms, California, asked in one question, quote, if you received an order to remove firearms from the American public and you refused, would you take it by force? That's what they're asking our, uh, our military. And, and, you were refu- and the person refused to give you the gun. You read it as though you read it funny. I think you missed a word. Are you there? It says, if you received an order to remove firearms from the American public and... Oh, I'm sorry. It, 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 I'm sorry. You're right. I did read it wrong. And they refused. Would you take it by force? That's a pretty messed up question. I'd heard this. Someone else told me that their brother had had received this question, and I didn't mention it on the show because I thought it was so egregious and it wasn't direct, and now I'm getting this directly to verified this pair of boots on the ground uh, is for real. I find that uh, disconcerting. And the results of the poll? Don't know. Unpublished, of course. Well, somebody's got to get us the results of that poll. I'd be interesting to see because the way we're educating the, the kids today, we're not giving them any constitutional information. They don't know where you know the, the founding of this country is a mystery. Uh, they don't read uh, uh, you know uh, Jefferson, or they don't even know who Abraham uh, Lincoln is in some regards. Hey, he's the guy I mean, on the money. And I remember, you know, even one of my kids. Uh, I won't say who. Thank you, love. Uh, I asked uh, one time, I think he was... Uh, <laughs> You're not going to say who? It, got, it's got a he. Down to two. That, rule, down to two. <laughs> that rules out a couple there. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was. I think he was in the, I don't know, fourth grade. Fifth, I don't know, something Well, like that, that rules out the other one. <laughs> no, yes. they've both been in the fourth grade. No, but I don't think... Uh, anyway, I, it doesn't matter. You won't guess who it is. But anyway, whatever the case was, I said, uh, just out of the blue, because they had some bonehead teachers, so who's, who freed the slaves... You know who was what? Who was who would generally re- consider responsible for freeing the slaves? Right. And his answer was Harriet Tubman. What? <laughs> Harriet Tubman? No, I, I take it back. I take it back. His answer was Martin Luther King. On TV, a few days later, some woman on the street a- a- answered the same question with Harriet Tubman. And who and, was Harriet uh, Tubman? Well. Harriet Tubman is a is a uh, <laughs> one of these is a woman who was a uh, an anti uh, ab- she was an abolitionist who was uh, very well regarded during the uh, pre Civil War era and uh, and I don't know you can look her up she's in Wikipedia you can she's responsible for uh, for part of a lot of the thinking huh. that went in the abolitionist movement but it was clear that that Abraham Lincoln uh, would have been the right that deal up yeah yeah. I mean, if we're going to have a common thread of history that, you know, everyone kind of agrees to. I mean, you could probably make the argument for a million different. I mean, you could say Martin Luther King freed the slaves because they were free at last only then. I mean, there's I mean, you could get into the philosophies of it all and and, and have a good time. I don't think a fourth grader was doing that, to be honest about it. But the point of the matter is nobody's getting a, a an American education in such a way that a Marine that comes out of the educational system would know that he can't take guns away from American citizens. He shouldn't even be on the streets in the United States. Well, uh, and, and, and so here's here's my standard uh, answer, and, and then we should move on to something else. Yeah, it's boring. Uh, but my standard answer is, you know, the, the guns, It's and that the frog guy was talking about that the whole time, about, you know, the, the pioneering spirit and uh, the Wild West. No, that's not why we, we have guns, so that our government is afraid of us. That is, wasn't that the, if I can just paraphrase the Second Amendment, isn't that kind of the deal? So the, the we so the, the we've got guns. So if our government gets nuts, we got the guns. 
Yeah, whether it's local or state or federal. In fact, the matter is, let's go back to the story. I don't want to keep telling it. I'm not going to tell it again, but I'll re-mention it, which is Cassius Clay with his cannon out in front of his right. house because the local authorities are trying to arrest him because he was an abolitionist. So the whole point is, it is to protect the human resources or the slaves because no one was really freed. Yeah, the black slaves were freed. And then we just came around and we're all slaves again. We have guns in this country, and that's why we we haven't been completely overridden like like Europe, where you can't do anything. Yeah, that really takes a lot of gall for some guy coming over French from guy. Europe. And he talks about guy. the democracy of America. Excuse me, republic, dude, republic, republic, republic. I may not know who Harriet Tubman is, but I know we're a republic. I, I got a real funny one. This is uh, straight from the Ministry of Truth. This is awesome. Um, the GAO, is it the GAO? Yeah, the uh, General Accountability Office, who I think... Accounting. They, isn't it accountability? I think no, it's, it's accounting. I think, I think it's accountability. No, I think it's accounting. Okay, I think it doesn't matter. Well, I think we can look it up. Yeah, why don't you wiki that? Um, so I think uh, they actually publish a lot of very interesting reports, which are largely, I think, ignored. Uh, it is accountability. Thank you. The General Accountability Office, um, they publish a lot of interesting information uh, that goes nowhere. And uh, I think they're independent of government somehow. They they got a .gov. They're an investigative arm of Congress. Right. So they're they're supposed to investigate stuff. But it it all kind of goes, you know, it's like, oh, they got a whole report. Then they make recommendations. We've we've read it a couple couple of their reports. And it's just like, eh, whatever, GAO. It doesn't even sound good. GAO. It sounds like an NGO. We don't know what that is. No one cares about it. The, the, the media. All right, all right. All right, good. So they uh, they did a sting operation. When the FDA, the Food and Drug... What? They did a sting operation. Wow. Yeah, two actually. So here's how the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, works. Uh, when someone wants to submit a uh, uh, either a drug or something for testing, you have to run it through the FDA. And the FDA then eventually, you know, you get FDA approval for stuff. So uh, the FDA, of course, uh, uh, they outsource this to uh, for-profit companies. Um, And these are called Institutional Review Boards, or IRBs. And they are the ones that are supposed to go and check and see, you know, they're supposed to do the research, make sure the science is in on this stuff. So you can understand the uh, potential conflicts right there. I don't have to explain that to anybody. So they set up a sting operation to see if they could get a human trial approved on uh, on a product, and uh, they 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 came up with a product called it gets really funny Adhesia Block, which was described as a gel that would be poured into a patient's stomach after surgery to collect the bits and pieces left over from the operation. <laughs> and the instructions uh, and they would they so they put in for a, a human trial on this. And in the instructions, you have to pour a liter of this gel into the wound, and then uh, basically it's like a, it, the gel hardens, and then you can pull out the scalpels left in there by... Uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's made by this, this company. They made this up. The, the company called Device Med Systems. Uh, the company's headquarters listed uh, as a post office box in a shopping mall. The doctor leading the development, Jonathan Q. Kruger... Uh, but then, then they had a couple other really good names in here. Because uh, they, uh, here we go. They had, 
the principles April P-H-U-L-S, as in fools, Timothy Whitless, Alan Ruse, company's location. I like Ruse. Che- yeah, Ruse. Cheatsville, Arizona. The application approved. <laughs> and they've done this twice now. Well, that's funny. Yeah. So all well, this. That must have so I'm looking at the picture of the guy who runs the GAO, which is this guy, Eugene Louis Dodaro, mm. who must have a great sense of humor. <laughs> I think it's very funny that they put Cheatsville, Arizona. Cheatsville. But I love the whole idea of the stuff that you th- you pour the gel into the wounds to pull out the scalpels when it hardens. I mean, please. And uh, so it was approved. Uh, so uh, I think it's very cool that the GAO does this kind of stuff. And of course, uh, and nobody pays any no attention. attention whatsoever. No one will give a crap about it. But enjoy your meds. They're groovy. Huh. So I want to do a. New, a I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was gonna I was gonna switch us to donations, but you had something. Uh, else. I got one more thing I want to discuss. Yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll lead it right to donations. Okay. Uh, I looking at this paltry donations we have uh, this week. Mm. I want to start another initiative, uh, and I think this would be a good idea, a good time to do it. Um, one of the things I noticed that, you know, when, when it comes to the situation that happened in Arizona, the Tucson thing, mm-hmm. I realized there's one word that, and, I, and then I realized that there's a lot of these words that are used by the media, and I want to make a collection of them, which are uh, kind of, you know, uh, I'll be calling it the No Agenda Glossary Project. But this particular, this is not a word, but two words. <coughs> Excuse me. These two words have never shown up. They show up in a lot of stories, and it could have shown up, it seems to me, with this story, but it didn't. Somebody decided that this was not going to be in the story, and that is the, 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 two, the two words or the phrase, isolated incident. Right. Now, by all definitions, the situation in Arizona, if we look at the history of the entire country going back to the 1700s, this really is, is a textbook definition of isolated incident except for abraham lincoln who was also shot in the head from behind that was a pretty isolated incident when we're taking a look at the timeline here uh you know it's it's oh my god don't tell me you're also looking at the timeline everyone's looking at the timeline on television (laughs) we've got the timeline what are you on the you on the talking points list there on the email blast I'm just saying that there's a bunch of these little phrases like isolated incident that are chosen selectively to to slant stories. In this case, they it's it's removed. Selectively. It was omitted it's, selectively. You have right. to tell me. You can't say that this cannot qualify as an isolated incident. It's not as though congressmen are having guns shot at him every two minutes. Well, well, it, it clearly isn't because we have crazy people shooting people. All, crazy people with guns is no longer an isolated incident. Everyone knows someone in their family who could potentially be doing that. Yeah, well, that's the point. If they would have used the word isolated incident and you would have pushed the story down to, to page two, this whole thing would have blown over by now. You wouldn't have anything going on. We wouldn't be talking about it, and we wouldn't have this two weeks minimum of coverage of this isolated incident. And our Guns Across America a telethon, which is coming up. 
So, so anyway, the point is I want to make a collection of these little words and phrases and put together a little glossary that people can use and or flip through and just just like almost like that bingo game or just throw the word in. If you use the word isolated incident in these stories, would we still be talking about it? I don't think so. That's the point. So okay. I want people to start looking at news stories, looking for these kinds of phrases and, and whether they're there or whether they're missing. Right. Anyway. It's a new project. Want to thank uh, uh, Dan Bogro uh, for uh, resubscribing to uh, his PayPal five dollar a month. He's uh, been uh, a subscriber for a year, so that's uh, sixty bucks, and we appreciate that. And uh, he says they just disconnected his subscription, and don't worry, I've resubscribed. That kind of sucks. And uh, I want to give him a little bit of karma for his... uh, He's got some bad shit going on there. You've got karma. I sent sent a note to a couple of these guys, uh, and I think everyone should do this. If you get disconnected from your subscription and you really haven't done anything weird or different, would you please contact PayPal PayPal and grill them as to why this happened? Exactly. Well... You know, as to why, you know that Tim Geithner is now the guy who determines if a financial institution can do business with you or not? There was a whole, Yeah, there's a whole article that uh, I'm not, I won't belabor it, but it's in the show notes, noagendashow.com. Uh, Timothy Geithner, the Secretary of uh, the Treasury, is the guy in charge of determining uh, who can or cannot do, uh, who a bank can or cannot do business with. So in uh, the case of WikiLeaks... He determines that. He, it, it, if you look at all the law and you follow it back, and he has indeed been asked, he's the guy that determines whether a bank can do business with no agenda or whether PayPal can do business with no agenda. Really? Yep. Yep. When did that happen? Uh, well, it... Uh, uh, do, do you really want me to look it up? I mean, I... No, I mean, is this something new? Is it... Uh... When did you find out about it? Uh, well, it's funny because I just got it uh, in the email. Oh, hold on a second. I'll, uh, I'll look it up for you here. Well, we can, look, we can deal with it later. Anyway, I, I, I just thought it was is interesting. I think it's part, odd. Of it, part of it is because, no, it is odd, but he's in charge. I mean, he's in charge of the money. This is the whole point. Hi, gents. <laughs> I've called out my friend Sean Paciorek as a douchebag on the show a while ago, uh, but he has not budged even though he's been listening since around episode 20. His birthday was on 1111, and he turned 33. No kidding. I told him he better donate. He didn't. My wife and I were planning on going out to dinner with his wife and him. In a twist of karma, it snowed five inches in three hours. We could not make it to the restaurant. I later asked him, you know why it snowed? He replied, yeah, because I didn't donate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, probably true. Exactly. Brian so Morris. So we want to thank a few people. I want to thank uh, Michael uh, Grudem from Ocala, Florida, for $116.11, which is an interesting uh, number, to say the least. Hey, guys, just wanted to donate. This has been a while. And guilt's been eating me away. Oh, no, that's bad. Please call out my one-time boss, Robert Branch, as a douchebag. (laughs) Although he did turn me on to the show, he has never donated. Don't you hate that? He was a pretty crappy boss. You guys make my commute very entertaining, and all the hookers I give rides to really enjoy the show. <laughs> no, does it really say that? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, so wait a minute. So he's playing the show while the, while he's giving the hookers rides. Yeah. Well, he's, but he's got give rides to in quotes, which I, I'm not going to get into. <laughs> so we don't know quite what that means. Do you think he's a trucker? I don't know. He might be. I mean, it sounds like a trucker. I mean, the... He's out in the middle, and it's the kind of place where a trucker would live. If you're a hooker and you listen to this show, let us know. That we'll make you an honorary hooker. We love hookers. Honorary hooker. <laughs> Anastasia Perov in Toronto, Ontario, $100. Patrick Griffin, uh, first-time donor, Warren, Michigan. My media assassination coin, uh, 101010, has been added to my pile of prized possessions. I'm sending you 6666 times 2x, which is 33.33 times 2, because I value the value for value for value value philosophy. Uh, another uh, donation of 51 double ni- or double nickel. No, it's not double. This is a crazy 5150 from Alamo, California. Podcast for peace. Long story short, thanks to Christina and her ticket. That's uh, Christina who got uh, her bail, $189. Oh, right, right. Yeah. During the, right, right, right. I in, meanwhile, his son missed a court date slash arraignment. You guys got to get a, a calendar. Um, well, let's ran see, out of, yeah, read the story. It looks interesting. I ran out to the courthouse and the clerk, the, because he realized it was a missing uh, court date. The clerk granted an extension for thirty days. My son's eighteen. Will pay his fine if he can't get community service. A day later would have been too late. There would have been a warrant issued for his arrest and the fine increase. Since you. S- Saved me hundreds of dollars. I'm donating again. Thank you. I've also been hanging out at noagendachat.net and OSDCS. That's the, that's the open source daily source code. Played podcast for peace. I will pledge a donation every week. You play a new episode on the stream. Our production team is committed to 1,000 weekly episodes. We are number 270 this week, just like us. Yeah, the cool uh, thing with the open source uh, radio project we're doing is that anyone can basically put a show together. It's, it's getting pretty cool. The whole noagendastream.com is uh, something, something interesting. I got radio guys who are saying, hey, this stuff, can I, can I do something on that stream? I'm like, no. It's not for mainstream douchebags. <laughs> no. Serious, I got serious radio guys who think it's so cool they want to do something on the stream. Like, no. Well, can't they do something that's a little off, you know, no, different? Than- no, if they quit their job. You can't be mainstream and open source at the same time. It doesn't work. Come on, John. I don't, I mean, you're the one that, that, that manages the stream, so it's up to you. Yeah. Chris Slowinski, uh, Jason Burke, and uh, Jason Dozier, uh, respectively, from Sherwood Park, Alberta, Richmond, Texas, and Kansas City, all gave $50. And that's all we got this week. Re- Whoa. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean by uh, it being Except low. Except for a few, uh, you know, we have some 33 and some other people that came in. Hmm. Um, so, somebody, so I have an idea. donating have, on the side to your bail bonds. Uh. <laughs> I have an idea um, that might help with donations. It's working very well for this outfit, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, oh, yeah, the Vatican. They seem to know a thing or two about donations. So I don't know if this was the news was kind of you know it didn't really hit big here for some reason but uh, Pope John Paul II uh, moved one step closer to uh, sainthood on Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when his successor approved a decree attributing a miracle to him, because he apparently you only need two miracles and then you become a saint. So he's halfway there, and uh, so what apparently happened is, and this is the the dead guy. 
the the late Pope John Paul II. Yeah, I mean, the guy was in office for so long. I mean, he should have been able to accomplish something. You'd think. <laughs> so he cured a woman of Parkinson's disease, and it's and the science is in. As uh, the current Pope said, "Hey, he cured that woman. He's one step closer to a saint." So I think we could give out sainthoods if you can uh, if you can have someone attest to the fact that you've performed a miracle. And you could do two of them, then you get a sainthood. I mean, these guys are on the same program we are. There's nothing different between what the Vatican is doing and we are, except, uh, oh, yeah, the crazy religion part. No, we need to work on the sainthood idea. It's good, I mean, though, I, We right? haven't got to the baronies yet. I mean, I still think these... Uh... <laughs> well, uh, I'm in charge of the stream. You're in charge of that. Where are you? Well, the baronies, you know, I mean, we only got one baron so far, but we haven't really put together a program and then and then advertise it. Hey, one of the things, well, I, I, I'll take, you know, even though all the, the darlings and the and the shows have fallen apart last this oh, time, please. I'm not going to blame you. I'm blaming myself because I don't think that I picked, I, you know, I, for one thing, we could have done a little more on the one 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 dot one one. Well, it didn't fall on a show day, which was part of the problem. It was a problem. And then there's also a, another, we, we have a, another uh, uh, tip sheet, another talking points memo that has not gone out. We need to sit down and, and figure we, out what it is. We? We? Well. You do that. Well, you have to always approve the thing. <laughs> you said here's how the approval process you works. You haven't approved. I get, a lot. I get an email that says, <laughs> "Have a look at this. I'm sending it out today." That's the approval process. And I, somehow I have, I get that voice into the email. I don't know how I manage it, but you didn't send back the approval on the last. I uh, did too. Uh, I certainly did. No, on the one that I just did. Which I didn't receive it. I know. Well, it's you haven't problem. sent it. <laughs> if you if you send it, I can approve it. You didn't send so, anything. So I want the people to go to noagendashow.com, org slash NA. You should be able to remember that in channeldvorak.com slash NA. And give us a little more, uh, uh, be a little more aggressive and help support the show a little bit because this last uh, yeah, that's episode bad. That's was bad. pretty mediocre. Uh, not that, you know, and then, of course, people complain when we complain which is annoying, to say the least. Uh, people, they should be giving us suggestions for good stories. I don't like the roller coaster thing, though. I mean, I, I would rather just be kind of like we have... Yeah, no, that bothers me. And what bothered me, I knew this was going to happen, and the thing that I was, I was worried about, because I did all those checks that came in the mail. That's about a month's worth of checks I read. And then, and, but, so it, that is kind of your... I mean, I'm not blaming you, because, you know, whatever. No, you can blame me. It is my no, fault. No, 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 it's, it's okay. Neither of us is to blame. It just is. But because you did all the checks, it looked like we got a huge amount, and everyone was like, oh, oh, they don't need any money. And then and then we wind up with, you know, like a couple hundred bucks. No money. Yeah. Except Which, for Michael uh, Miller. Does not the bills payeth. Michael Miller's our, uh, our savior. So Mickey, we uh, have to go to another. So Mickey went out to, uh, I will say this. Mickey went out with a girlfriend, uh, actor, producer, friend of hers, and uh, there were a couple people there, and this one guy, uh, I don't know his name, maybe she told me, I don't know said uh you know he was a fan of the show because you know we do have a lot and the listenership has increased but it's still you know, everyone's you know we got one percenters here one percent of the audience uh, supports the show with financial donations and uh the guy says you know is it really true that you know that uh that you guys like live off the the donations of the show and she says well she said well you know uh Mickey has to work and other stuff, you know, in order to, to make it work. She says, yeah, in general, you know, that does pay the rent. And, uh, and Mickey says something really beautiful. She said, you know, but every morning I wake up and I feel n- not just, uh, I feel supported. And I have to agree. I wake up, I feel supported by people. 
and it's it's very different than getting um, a salary check. You know, it's 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 a very different feeling. I wake up and I feel supported by a lot of people. I look at the chat room, I feel supported. That's maybe it's just me. But no, I think it's a, I it, like it. It. it's definitely different. It, it it motivates me to know just beyond. It's like the value. It is true. Value for value for value. I get the value I get from not just the financial support we receive, but the fact that people are thinking of us that way. It's, it, wow, man, it's uplifting. It really is. Now. That said, I'm moving to Montana because I can't afford to live here anymore. <laughs> but uh, or Oregon, I think Montana would be more fun. Well, Oregon's got better food. Hmm. But you know, Letterman lives in Montana. I mean, a lot of people live in Montana. They they go there. This big sky country. I don't know. You know, unless you've been to Montana, you don't really know what don't big really sky know. means. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, big sky is fun. I have seen it. I've been to Montana. Yeah, it's big sky, and yeah. what it is, it's an optical illusion. Uh, because the clouds, I don't know, you know, you go to Montana and look at the sky, it's like, holy crap, this thing is huge, but it's no bigger than the sky I've got here. Yeah, it is. It's bigger. It's bigger. (laughs) It just looks bigger. I don't know what they, you know, it's just something about the way the clouds form or who knows, but it's big sky country and it's, eh. Now, for for those of you not moving to Montana or Oregon where there's better food, have no fear because in case you didn't hear about it. The science is in! European scientists have, thank God, we're so lucky, John, found a way to genetically modify chickens so they won't transmit bird flu. Yeah. This is Boy, great. That's good news. This is good news. <laughs> so uh, uh, enjoy your tasty Monsanto chicken, uh, which is pretty soon everybody will have because we, well, we can't risk bird flu. We have to have genetically modified chickens just to ensure. Which brings me to food. Uh, this, 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 I have six, seven different food links. I got a food story too. All right, so I'll, I'll just uh, give you a couple of highlights here. Um, the World Bank, World Trade Organization, and other multilateral organizations are pushing for more production and more trade liberalization. Their approach is exactly how Africa became unable to feed itself after previous food uh, after uh, previous food security. Under the guise of investing agriculture, huge amounts of money are being offered to debt-ridden countries in exchange for long-term leases to their food lands. Uh, farmlands now more valuable than anything else. Uh, and I think the... Um, the Tunisia ousting of their leader had uh, partially something to do with food. And there are more riots every day that you're not going to hear about because it's not good. Yeah, uh, we're going to have a... Uh, they're doing... There's something going up about the food thing. Global food chain stretched to the limit, says MSNBC. Signs of the strain can be found from Australia to Argentina to Canada to this Russia. It's all part of population control. Uh, well, uh, ultimately, yes. And, and Oh, here it is. Uh, we are entering a danger territory, said Abdul Reza Abbasian, chief economist at the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, that's the FAO. Uh, the United Nations fears that the latest run-up in food prices could spark a repeat of the deadly food riots that broke out in 2008 in Haiti, Kenya, and Somalia. If this guy's name was pronounceable, maybe someone would quote him. Uh, so yeah, and uh, and of course, uh, food prices in uh, these most nation states are also increasing, but no one talks about it. What's your food uh, thing you got? 
Uh, I just want to tell people out there who are always looking for food ideas and tips. And when we talk about, you know, the better oils and the ones that are uh, generally sold, which are hexane extracted, it turns out there's a really good article. You can look it up on uh, in the East Bay Express, probably the, uh, the website is ebx.hy.pr slash hexane. Apparently, most of these health bars that are out there are um, they have this new scam that says made with organic ingredients instead of being organic, which has actually some legal implications. Right. And so what they do is they use these hexane extracted soy products and then they put it in the bar and of course you end up with hexane, which is something of a carcinogen uh, in your system. I always tell people that unless you're using olive oil or some of these things you know are, are expeller pressed, you to get hexane out of the oil, which is what most oil has got got trace amounts. If you cook with it, in other words, heat it up, the hexane will, will blow off. But it turns out that the Cliffs Bar, the Builders Bar, the the Mojo Bar, the Luna Bar, the Balance Bar, the Adwala Protein Bars, and the Whole Food Super Greens Bars are all part of this kind of scam about, you know, made with organic products, but they're not approved by these groups that are investigating the health food bar scandal. In about uh, one minute, when Mickey actually receives this part of the stream on her iPhone, she's going to walk over to the pantry and look and see if her health food bars from Whole Foods are one of the ones you just mentioned. The only good bars are Bumble Bars, Lara Bars, Soy Joy Bars, which is terrible. <laughs> hey, I got some Soy Joy for you right here, baby. Come and on Nature's over. Nature's Path Optimum Bars and 12 <laughs> others. There's a report floating around that tells you which bars are healthy and which ones aren't for people who are Hey, send me, send me that link, will you? I want to put that in the show notes so people can look at their bars. Because a lot of people eat these things thinking they're healthy and that they're organic and good for them. Yeah, and they're not. Turns out, I mean, they're not going to. I mean, I'm not that freaked about it, but uh, I can see where people can get concerned. If you, I mean, if you're going to go on that path, you got to stick to it. Other news is kind of interesting, which is not being Wait a played minute, up she, at all. She has uh, macro greens. Was that on your list? Uh, it's not on either list. It might be on the bigger list that they have. Macro life's macro. naturals. Does it say organic or made with organic products? Let me see. It says no sugar added. Great school snack. Best tasting, 100% natural, cold processed, health building, and raw. No wheat, gluten, preservatives, soy, corn, artificial colors, flavors, GMOs. Oh, it's made with pure love. And what's this one? It says made with pure love. It's made you with open love. it up, there's nothing in there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's air. Uh, Pro Max, was that one of them? Pro Max, lemon bar. Baby, what are you eating? This is not food. <laughs> this, this is like sawdust. What is this stuff? Oh my gosh! There's all. all so right. Stumbled onto something. Uh, yeah. So uh, Pro Max is not on your list. Well, it's not on either list. Mm. It's all non-GMO soy protein isolate soy protein nuggets. So, soy protein isolates are usually not healthy. Oh, so we hear that? Soy protein isolates are usually not healthy. However, I have some soy protein nuggets for you. <laughs> so we're on this uh, one of the uh, gitmo nation east top agricultural scientists uh put up a trial balloon john which i love you know how uh, uh vaccines are slowly you know they've got the um smoking vaccine and the cocaine vaccine which of course have nothing to do with vaccines whatsoever the policy director of the soil association 
uh, is very angry that uh, the uh, genetically modified crop dudes are now trying to uh, rebrand GM crops as vaccinated or inoculated. You with me? Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, for the just like uh, corn, high fructose corn syrup has become corn sugar. Now we will see genetically modified goods and crops being uh, branded as vaccinated or inoculated for your convenience. This is very dangerous. Words matter big time here. They're just trying to kill us. It's all part of the. Uh, yeah, well, that works, right? Yeah, kill would. us off. If if I mean, wouldn't it be possible just to? Uh, is it? Can we not turn it back? Have we gotten so far uh, with the you know seven billion people on Earth? Whatever is it now? So far that we have to have all of this this bullcrap stuff that is called food. We can't. Can't we just go back to kind of the way it was? Where the way it was with famines every so often and a big war. I guess you're answering my question. Yeah, we can, and we're going to, and I think that we're leading up to one. I mean, we try to do the little wars that we're doing are just a prelude. Uh, there's a couple of war situations that are evolving that the media is, not, especially one, the media is ignoring completely. You mean the German troops in France? Well, the, no, the German, I'm talking about what's going on with Belarus right now. This isn't being covered at all. So an oil battle between Russia and Belarus. There's going to be some action. The Europeans and the, and the people in Belarus, Belarus has oil. Hey and the Russians won't let the oil out of Belarus without taxing it at 100% of its cost. Right. So the Belarusians are getting a little irked by this. And so there's a bunch, there's all kinds of different weird activities taking place in Belarus that was not being covered at all. If you read the news stories, they're all right. different and they're all handling different things in but, different ways. But that won't kill enough people. No, it won't. But, th- but we got a million that we can kill off real easy over in North Korea. Yeah, that's true. That'd be Which easy. Is, there's well, a hold on, I'm like counting. How many, so we got a million in North Korea. How many in Belarus? I don't know. There's we need to kill off problem. like two billion, though. No, we have to kill off a billion somehow. But, you know, this is, this, it helps. Just one or two? I mean, seriously. What, what do we have to kill off so we, can, so we don't have to eat sawdust? Well, we have to kill off a billion. Only a billion doesn't seem like well, enough. I think, okay, well, let's, well, they want, okay, the, 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 the people that are crazy about population control, they believe that the Earth's population should be six, humans, should be 600 million. No, no. Yeah, yeah. 500. Oh, sorry. 500 million. Right. And, and that would be enough slaves to do all the dirty work. Yeah, you'd have enough slaves and you'd get to keep all your stuff. That's uh, the Georgia Guidestones. They, the, you know those crazy stones? You ever heard of yeah, those? Yeah, the ones and they have the, the 500 million on them. Right, 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 right. No one talks about those, but those are kind of funky. Yeah, I know. I don't. No one knows what there are. I mean, where they can't, you know, it's like mysterious. Well, but yeah, anyway, but yeah, they're guide stones. This is the stuff you should follow if you want to live. That's what the guide stones are. I mean, no one knows what they are. No one knows who put them there. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's not what you said. <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. It doesn't matter. It's just cool. Yeah, whatever they are, it's cool. who knows? But they, 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 why don't you explain to people what these things are? There's some crazy stones, uh, like big boulder. Uh, it's like a big boulder, isn't it? One or two? I, I, I haven't looked it's, at it a long time. I, I haven't looked at but it. But it, it has like, it's like the Ten Commandments. And it says, uh, you know, kill everybody. So we got 500,000 people. There's 500 million. 500 million. Uh, I'll Google it right now. It's I've, You know, it's one of those things that... You look at um, as a crackpot, and then you kind of like, eh, well, you know, 
Yeah, you're not that much of a crackpot. It's kind of like it's kind of like our um, our Stonehenge in a way. Only, only it's not as big. A uh, large granite monument in Georgia, in Elbert County, and uh, it has in eight modern languages uh, uh, the following ten commandments. I'll call them commandments. One: maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. Two. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Hey! Hey. Unite humanity with a living new language. Spanish. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Hmm. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Whew. Well, that's a biggie. This is New World Order stuff is what it is. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's a good one. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. And uh, these are the 10 guiding um, principles listed on the Georgia guides, uh, Guidestones. And, uh, I thought there was one more at the bottom. I only have 10. No, oh, I thought it said well, the last one was eat more chicken. <laughs> hot Pockets. <laughs> yeah, it said, uh, by the way, Hot Pockets are good for you. <laughs> Especially in the microwave. They are awesome. So, but no one knows where they came from. They just appeared overnight, apparently. Interesting yeah, to look well, into it. I'll put a link in the show notes. I think they to, should uh, be destroyed. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm not thinking it's a very good thing because uh, you think you say we can get by with just killing off a billion people. Uh, they're pretty well, much. We, hey, we can get by the way we are. Yeah, but it's just we have to eat poop. We don't have to eat poop. <laughs> well, what are the we? Fact eating? Of the matter is, we're doing just fine. I don't see what the panic is. People are not eating very well. Well, they're not eating very well in North Korea. So play the clip I have. This is the war getting – we're building up to a war with North Korea. I mean, they keep bringing this meme into the – this is from our NPR uh, National Treasure. And Margaret Warner apparently is floating around Korea. And she says that the Koreans are ready – we're ready to do – they're ready for an attack. The North Koreans are going to attack. Wait, wait we, and, ha- we have someone from NPR in North Korea? No, she's in Korea. Oh, okay, but she's not she in, might North be in North Korea. But I don't think so. Because, I think she's in Korea. Because if she's in North Korea, Bill Clinton's going to have to go rescue her. You can't yeah, just walk well, around in North Korea. Rescued her a couple of times already. But I, anyway, the point is, is that uh, you, you listen to this, it's like what? Because it's so close, and because of the way the North has amassed its forces. Remember that the North has the fourth largest army in the world, over a million men. Huge, huge network of artillery systems, thirteen thousand or so the largest special ops forces, I'm told, in the world, and most of it, 70% of it, in the last couple of decades has been moved right up against the DMZ. Now, a lot of it's hidden underground, but right up against the DMZ, as I said, so close to where we're standing here. So the prospect of surprise attack is a very real one, and that's not to mention Hold the on, fact- hold on. How is this a surprise? <laughs> like we haven't known this? But they, over the last 20 years, they've been moving all the troops to the border, so there could be a surprise attack. Well, who, who's going to be surprised? 
Wow. The fact of the matter is not going to be any attack at all, but continue. That, of course, they've got missiles, they've got enough plutonium for, it's believed, six nuclear devices, and authorities here believe potentially thousands of North Korean sleeper agents embedded in South Korean society. Next week, you'll have a series of reports on the news hour. Tell us what you're covering. Well, Ray, we're going to take a closer look at this military standoff, the, the, the north-south tensions, what's behind it, where it's going. We're really going to spend an entire piece just talking to ordinary South Koreans about how they feel and how their feelings have evolved. And then for something different, we're going to look at the South Korean education system, which uh, you may know produces students that score in the highest ranks. In- so as part of... Well- Hold on, I'll let her finish. Internationally, frankly, far ahead of the United States. And, of course, we will be keeping a close eye on South Korea's reaction to the WHO visit to Washington. So I guess as part of our uh, free trade agreement with uh, South Korea, we promise to send Frontline in to do uh, feature pieces on them from time to time? Is that the deal? Is that the deal? And, you know, make sure that we're aware of the fact that North Korea's got a bunch of troops standing around. Yeah. I, I, I met a, a woman from South Korea at uh, L.A. Photo. Uh, this is a big uh, photo uh, expo that's going on here right now. And uh, and uh, it was kind of cool. She's like, oh, I'm on North Korea. <laughs> I have to, I'm not trying to make a mockery of her, but that, nice to meet you. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Korea, very interesting. Kind of interesting, that trade agreement. She says, yeah. Oh, we're burying pigs and, and, and cattle alive. Said foot and mouth. Yeah, we never heard of foot and mouth. I said no, that, that's part of the deal. Didn't you read the fine print? Is you it, we get to, to export beef to you, and uh, you have to bury your cattle. <laughs> and she went, what? What you saying? What you saying? She did not get the irony of what I was saying. Unfortunately, no. Of course not. Why would they? Yeah. Although there's a lot of protests that go on. I mean, Korea, if you ever remember, historically, they used to always have these student riots. And they're oh, yeah, they're very passionate. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, and the oh. guys, the cops would be like, you know, with these big shields, and it looked yeah. like some sort of a medieval battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do anything like that in this country. Yeah. Hey, um, so I just need to talk about rain for a second here. Because, of course, we've got uh, 549 dead in Brazil. I love those numbers, and you, so you know that you know that it's not a weather modification thing. That it's not a new world order caused um, storm. When they just throw out numbers like that, no threes in the numbers, nothing. Yeah, so, it wasn't three hundred or three thousand. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like oh, okay, whatever. So it's real. It's a re- it's it's really bad there. Uh, but of course, we still have uh, Australia, uh, which and I'd like to remind people that uh, this is not uh, necessarily for those of you who believe. This is not biodiversity. This is not climate change. This exact thing happened in 1974. Queensland is built on floodplains. Uh, they've got a dam. Everyone who lives there knows that no matter how high that you build the dam, uh, it can overflow when it rains. This is not like something incredibly new. It's horrible and it sucks. A floodplain is a floodplain for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it totally blows for them. And I, and I, I must say that I think the... The Aussies are great. The way they're coming together, and uh, and uh, and you know, it's just it's it's heartwarming to see how they how they deal with it. But they know it. I will say, someone pointed this article out to me, August eighth, two thousand ten. Um, the Queensland government uh, did a deal with the Thai King Bhumipal Ajayjej uh, to uh, Yes. 
uh, to acquire uh, the the uh, their rain making technology and to put it into effect. Uh, <laughs> what? So, yeah, where'd you get that? That's a good one. Yeah, this is uh, Thai rainmaking comes to Queensland August eighth, two thousand ten. Because you know they had a big drought in uh, in in two thousand nine. And uh, so they would have been working on uh, getting the rain made. Because, of course, it exists. We know it exists. It's just, you well, know. you can see the clouds. There's other ways of doing it. Yeah. No, it, 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 over here in, in California, we have some guy sings a lot and j- jumps yeah. around and pounds and we a got drum. Cloud and busters. Thing, you know, it's raining. Uh, you can do uh, the cloud buster, which you can reverse to make it rain. The climate and geology of Queensland drought area is very similar to some parts of Thailand. So we're quite sure this technology can be used effectively in Queensland. So what's the technology? It's seeding. It's uh, the technique just, so just largely the relies on silver nitrate. I'm, gonna, I mean, silver I'm going to tell crystal. you the technique largely relies on cloud seeding, generally undertaking using chemicals that promote the formation of water droplets within the cloud formations. So I'm just thinking out loud here. Specifically, it doesn't say specifically what what they're using. Uh, I'm just thinking out loud that maybe someone uh, you know overseeded something. You think <laughs> shot too much seed in the cloud. And uh, that might have not been so good. Now, Apparently. But, but what's interesting, this meme is cropping up in Los Angeles, media mecca of the world. Um, and, and the meme is this. If you thought you had to be afraid of the big one, well, your fears may be unwarranted. There's another big one coming to California. This is all over the local news. Have you seen this yet? No. So the big one is not going to be a major earthquake. Oh, no. It's going to be a major flood where water will be measured in feet instead of inches. So, major flood where? In in California. Where? It's being called Arc Storm. Arc Storm. I love it. How many feet up in the air are you? Why do you think I'm up here? You might be surprised, says this article from MSNBC, the Ministry of Truth. A group of 117 scientists. The science is in. Who work for the USGS, the United States Geological Society, aren't talking about earthquakes. Instead, are warning us of something that could be more destructive. The USGS unveiled Friday a new study of what they call an arc storm scenario. Arc storm. Oh, I got to do this. An arc storm scenario. Terror, an arc storm scenario. Uh, a megastorm that would measure rain in feet instead of inches. Playing all... Here, you can see the weather map. Uh, you can, uh, here it is. Where would it play out? A 10-foot wall of water could flood a swath of the state from the Yosemite Valley to the Pacific Ocean. By the way, John, a similar storm hit back in 1861 and left the Central Valley of California impassable. You were there. What was it like? It was impassable. <laughs> so the science is in. It's the arc storm. The arc storm is coming. Chief arc storm scientist Lucy Jones said their models show one in four homes would experience flood damage. I'm staying up in the hills, man. I think it's great up here. I'm getting me a, a generator. Yeah, and that curry guy, he has Tourette's and a generator. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> I, kn- I knew you'd get into it. Yeah, there's a movie. Oh, there we go. What's it called? The Flood. 
<laughs> You're kidding me. Well, you, well, you don't uh, think this is right. I awesome. Mean, awesome. Well, no, 2007. That's an old movie. No, there's another one up here. A new one? Well, it looks like it to me. No. There's got to be a, there's a, I guarantee there's a movie being worked Let's on see. right now. Let's see. I don't Let's have the, the, what I need is the, what we should do is have the uh, Hollywood Reporter in front of us at all times. Because they <laughs> have all the, <laughs> well, it should be on IMDb. Shouldn't it, it would be. Well, you just, well, yeah, no, you, you have the title. I, no, IMDb, the flood. Let's see. No, this is very good, John. Someone in the chat room will probably find it before we can. Maybe it's called The Ark. There could be an ARC movie. There's some movie. There's got to be, yeah, you know, you're so right. The minute the science is in, there's always a movie. Very good, John. And it's got to be very in good. production. It's probably <laughs> some movie in production. It's going to be about a great flood. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it's it's got to be biblical because they've got the ARC flood thing in there. Maybe it's yeah, called the ARC flood. Ark, it may sound like a biblical movie. Let's see. It could be a Noah's Ark film or some grand, you know, Cecil B. DeMille style movie. Uh, but I guarantee there's something in, in production as we speak. No, the, the only one I can see is 2007, but that that's already done. It's a 2009 movie too. No, that's uh, well, may, maybe they're maybe uh, they're ahead of the game. No, no, there's it's in production. It's got to be because <laughs> otherwise they're just blowing their wad. Free publicity. I'm I'm looking at the chat room to see if they can find it. Flood, flood, no. 2012, the coast is moist. <laughs> what is that? Raiders of the. That sounds like a porn film. <laughs> Raiders of the Ark Flood. No, no, that's not it. Raiders of the. Era- hey, by the way, so I finally saw the last Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, which for some reason came and went, and it became. It was on TV eventually about this about the skull, the crystal skull. This is the worst film. <laughs> it's horrible. Ever. I know it's horrible. It's horrible. The day after tomorrow, too. This time, it's just rainy. Ooh, it could be that. Uh, I like the coast is moist. That that still sounds good. Pur- purple rain. <laughs> okay, chat room. Uh, the Ararat anomaly. That's a good one. That would be about the uh, about the Noah's Ark. Mount Ararat. Yes. Hmm. What else could this be? Yeah. I I, I totally concur with your. Uh, Okay, we'll just have to isolate the film. <laughs> Crystal we'll... Skull Arc Flood? No, okay. <laughs> uh, I will say it was pretty wet this year here in uh, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of uh, Southern yeah, California. The year's not over. No. Sometimes no. February is the wettest month. Then the uh, the other science is in uh, global warming. Oh, they should do the... Hey. Uh, this is from Yahoo News, uh, from the Win Perry, the live science senior writer. Even if humans stop producing excess carbon dioxide in 2100, the lingering effects of global warming could span the next millennia. The results? By the year 3000, global warming would be more than a hot topic. <laughs> hot pockets! The West Antarctic ice sheet could collapse and global sea levels would rise 13 feet, according, God, according to a new study. And this is a new study that was created using a computer model. Yeah, those are always right. Remember, just we, the same computer model that says it won't in the year two thousand said it will never snow again. Ne- in the, ne- great the children UK. will never see snow. Only in snow globes will children of England see snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they have better computers now. So, uh, yeah, this is a very interesting report, and it's being uh, misused everywhere. 
uh, this whole uh, people need to understand and and evaluate the effect of studies because a study comes out it's turned into news all the time it happens time and I know time we, and we time should be again. doing a study ourselves. that's well maybe that's one I'm one no it's not really a good talking point doesn't really work but it's it's yeah we should be doing a study ourselves because but yeah it costs so much money to you got to do it right this is what Hill and Knowlton does so well they understand how to do this stuff they, they really they rock it we're not good enough at that well most of the big agencies do what we need is somebody on our side in one of the big agencies the thing is uh you know, it's funny that our our show kind of permeates certain parts of society, and then when somebody gets a hold of it, and then they pass it along to their friends. But there's still huge groups of people that have never heard of this show. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to do something about that. <sighs> yeah. Stickers. <laughs> Where's our stickers? I got an anonymous note from... Uh... Someone, an anonymous person, yeah, who works in a white label in the white label ATM industry. Adam, this is a very big but extremely small industry at the same time. Please keep me anonymous. I thought you would like to see the next generation of ATMs coming out. I've attached a JPEG screenshot. The machines have three optional readers, barcode, fingerprint, or contactless card reader, i.e. smart card. About two years ago, ATMs in Europe and England were upgraded to the EMV standards. That's the European MasterCard Visa to help with prevention of fraud. Canada is currently forcing all their ATMs to be upgraded to this standard as well. This is the new one that we're looking at here. America has been resistant to this upgrade, mainly because the uh, because... America has more small banks, and they haven't agreed to adopt the standard yet. An EMV card has the regular magnetic strip, a chip built into the card. Uh, There are rumors that some of the banks in Canada have sporadically turned off the mag strip on the debit cards, in essence, cutting off one's access to the account. And indeed, you look at the specs on this thing, uh, barcode, fingerprint reader, and contactless card reader. And who makes the software? Microsoft. You know, this is just another way to try to get us cashless. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And well, in, have to in Holland, this. in Holland, they're loving it. They had a study. Why does anybody <laughs> like cashless? Oh, it's so inconvenient. Well, no, but uh, what happened? Anybody realize that if you're cashless, you can just be wiped out instantly by a, an onerous seconds. government? No, they don't. No, they don't. And in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, every single time they 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 have this pin thing, right? I've, we've talked about this, so they have. Um, they've turned the personal identification number into a verb. Uh, can I pin that? Yeah, you can pin that. And they have a slogan, pinning is winning. What? Yeah, pinning is winning. That's their slogan. Winning what? It's winning in uh, uh, in ease of use. So they even have little signs at every cash register. Small amount? Yes, you can pin it, no problem. So everyone is like, hey, this is so great. I don't have to have cash. The slaves in Gitmo Nation Lowlands are so programmed, they actually believe it's, they have not for a second thought about the implications of a cashless society, and they are going to be first. They well, will gee, you be, wonder they will why be the Nazis walked all over them back in World <laughs> War II. Well, they couldn't find the bullet to fight back. That was part of the problem. <laughs> find the bullet and the bikes were all stolen. <laughs> we laugh, but we it's not that funny. We find their weak spot, the bicycles. Yeah. But, um, no, the, the people actually think they, they see this as a great benefit. Oh, that money is so annoying. 
Oh, it's inconvenient. It's so inconvenient. But already, if you're over 65, they've put into uh, into effect. I think it's I think it's now fully in effect that uh, over 65, which by the way is considered old, um, you cannot pin more than 300 euros because that would be dangerous. You know because you know, because the old 65 year old. Could get Idiot. attacked. Could get attacked. Apparently would be walking around helpless. You could, you could, you See, now in the United States, we carry guns. Th- hey, thank by the you. way, there were two people that were armed at that event in Tucson. Oh, really? Well, how come they didn't shoot back? Or did they? Well, apparently, the guy was firing away before you could even get their gun out. Right. I'm surprised somebody didn't gun the guy down. But uh, interesting, though, isn't it? How, uh, how Lowlands is just... Yeah, but it but they keep they keep showing these studies how the retail people love it. It's great. It's making everything efficient. It's helping customers quicker. Uh, I you know it. They tried that for a while. Visa tried that with McDonald's, and it didn't quite work. But they'll get there. They'll get there here once they get the the pinning thing is 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 really smart. You know, here it's like credit or debit. It's complicated, uh, and of course, um, you know we we have to continue the credit thing here. You know, it's funny because one of the, the drawbacks to this whole movement, I mean, you can't have everything. But when you have a lot of uh, uh, illegal aliens, for example, and you have a lot of uh, people that are moving over the, to California, specifically from China, who are very skeptical of everything, they're just, they run a cash business. I mean, there's lots of restaurants around here, Chinese and Mexican, both. They wouldn't take a credit card if you begged them. By the way, to, clar- to clarify, the 65-year-old uh, limit is for cash withdrawals at the ATM with your PIN card. That's not how much you can spend in the shop. You can spend as much as you want, but uh, when you're old and yeah, you feeble, when you're, when old, you're old, old and feeble, feeble 65-year-old can barely get around. You know, you know Lex, my, uh, my old boss, you know, he has the house in uh, Bonaire, and we uh, hang out with him. He's got the, the beautiful art uh, place in Amsterdam. He's 67. Oh, he's lucky to be alive. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, what the hell is that? He's like, I'm getting all my money, putting it in my mattress. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> you might want to consider a gun. It's crazy, unbelievable. So the, um, I'm not a gamer. Do you do you play any games at all there at the house? You know, I used to be pretty uh, adept at games, and then I realized at some point. It's, that is an incredible waste of time. Right. I mean, I have enough trouble, uh, you know, understanding the sub commands in Photoshop, <laughs> let alone working, you know, getting into a game. And I know for a fact that people that get into World of Warcraft, for example, uh, they just are, are on this thing for unbelievable hours. So the big game, the huge hit is Call of Duty, the latest one that oh, came yeah, out. Oh, yeah, Call of Duty is a monster. It's huge. The monster. And everybody tells me it's addictive. So uh, someone sent me a sound clip from a portion of because call it's you're immersed in this thing it's like a movie, yeah and you're like shooting people and you're you know oh not just shooting people but imagine now you're in you're playing this game and there's a lot I mean, I've I've seen the video of this I've linked to it in the show notes and uh, there's so oh, gorgeous oh and there's all kinds of stuff flashing and numbers and sound the sound effects and sound engineering or soundscaping I should say is amazing now listen to this uh clip of audio that takes place uh, in call of duty which i do not own and have not played and honestly i'm afraid looking at the clip because i think i'm going to get mind control Lesnov's been dead for five years he died at vorkuda during the escape all the years you thought he was with you that was just in your mind 
I trusted him. That's why it worked. It was their attempt at MKUltra. Dragovich programmed you to kill Kennedy, but Reznov sabotaged you. Now, no wonder kids are thinking crazy. He's saying it right there. MKUltra, they programmed you to assassinate Kennedy. I mean, if you're putting this stuff in the video games... Right. Duh. It's, it's just... It, listen to more of this. It's amazing. He wanted revenge for all the Dragovich done to him. Dragovich, Kravchenko, Steiner, three new victims. There are gaps in your memory. Periods where you went MIA and we couldn't account for you. But now that the brainwashing's been broken, all that lost time will come back. We need to leave. The Nova 6 strike is imminent. <laughs> MK Ultra. Wow. Uh-huh. In, in Call of Duty. Catch. Yeah. Well, I didn't I catch it. One of our programmers was able well, to I free would... himself from the game. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of brainwashing going on at all levels, which I want to remind people is one of the reasons we go into, uh, for example, uh, Real News. Oh, my goodness. And now, back to Real News. So I have the, I, we have, haven't done this for a while, So and I moved from show to show, but I do have the teaser for this week's May, uh, main uh, Hollywood, uh, Access Hollywood show. Oh, you don't have, uh, I like extra, 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 extra. I like it too, and I'm disappointed. At- Ooh. But this is Access Hollywood. Okay, here we go. I like I feel good. I feel good. Catherine opens up. You get stronger. Her love for Michael. Catherine's first words on how they took down his cancer together. I'm Billy Bush plus proud dad John on Little Ben and Travolta's big family dream. You know, I had three and that's pretty good, but... uh... How you feeling, Kelsey? Who is this woman? Kelsey Chaos. That's the new fiance on TV with Camille's kids. I'm Maria Menunos with Grammar's Perfect Storm in Stormy New York. We're planning to get married soon. <laughs> Have it on both ankles. And it gets worse. So obese, he's on the brink of death. I'm Sean Robinson with our stunning heavy exclusive. You promised me that we were. You want to see what a two thousand dollar pair of shoes looks like? Woo! Then a very revealing look at our gals getting Golden Globes ready. It is so see-through. <laughs> and now it is Catherine's turn. Welcome to Access Hollywood. And now, back to real news. So that's it. You've got it all wrapped. I don't We're know all, what they said. I don't know. I have no idea what went on there. <laughs> I have no idea. I heard Lots someone grunting and noises. <laughs> someone and, had their, their Golden Globes out. I know that. That sounded, yeah, that sounded kind of hot. <laughs> Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! And you know that there are people sitting there going like, "Yeah, I understand everything. I know totally what's going on. I get that. What's the problem? Huh? Yeah, it's just it's it's that's the news. What's the problem with the news? Everyone was terrified of Doug. I've seen grown men pull their own heads off rather than see Doug. I'd be very afraid of Doug. Doug is uh, dangerous. Doug is extremely dangerous. Doug can get you after he reads the news on the stream, noagendastream.com. Uh, I have uh, one funny thing from Gitmo Nation Vodka, which uh, I've got to set this up here. So there's a documentary that came out about Anna Politskovskaya. I think that's how you pronounce it. This is the journalist who uh, received two to the head. <laughs> Remember that? Like We were doing the show already when that happened, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so in this do- in this documentary, uh, they talked to Boris uh, Bereskovsky, 
and he is, uh, um, I guess he's uh, the guy. He's like <laughs> he uh, owns. He's a uh, oligarch, media tycoon, and he is the guy who put Putin in place. I think actually might, he might have had something to do with uh, Boris Yeltsin. Even he's been around for a while. But in this documentary, he says some pretty amazing things that I wanted to share with people uh, so you kind of understand what Russia's about, and uh, very, very interesting. Not everyone sees the years under Yeltsin through the same rose-tinted spectacles as Berezovsky, who made his fortune in this period. Television networks, oil fields, airlines, Is this Marlo Thomas? Who is doing the voice? I don't know. I don't know. I have not seen the documentary. I only got the clip. It could be Marlo Thomas. Could be. He was one of the most powerful men in the country and is said to have brought Putin to power. There you go. So he, he made his money during Yeltsin and he brought Putin to power. And now uh, he is famous for having said somewhere in an interview, you could take a chimp and make him president of Russia. And uh, he clarifies that statement with a little interesting statement at the end, which uh, should be good for all of our Russian friends to hear. I heard people saying that Berezovsky could even make a monkey become president of Russian Federation. Is that true? Uh, you, know you, that, uh, you know that Russia is extreme, yes? Extreme country, yes? And it's uh, extreme, uh, extreme uh, let's say, presentation, but... Uh, but really, did you say uh, it, or uh, is it a joke? No, no, it's definitely a joke, yes. But a good joke? Uh, no, I don't think that it's a good joke. I just told that if we pick up anyone from the street, absolutely unknown, uh, but nevertheless not from the tree, like monkey, yes, yes on the street, yes. And uh, it's not a problem to make him a, sp- a president of Russia because, uh, unfortunately, uh, Russian people are slaves. <laughs> it's Susan Sarandon, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, Russian Eric pe- the Shill has an ear for any voiceover. He can tell you who the oh, person great. is instantly. So, uh, unfortunately, he says Russian people are slaves. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, so what else is new? Yeah, well, I thought it was nice to hear it uh, for coming from the slave master. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, nobody's paying attention. What else you got there? Oh, I think the one thing we cannot overlook because we predicted it. Uh, you can cross this one off the prediction books, uh, John. As uh, uh, Lucy Napolitano came out and said, you know what? That virtual fence we got going on there at the border, what a waste of money. That is, oh man, we got to get rid of that because we have better technology. We've got drones. Oh, yeah. Yep, here they are. Drones flying along the border, and all they got to do is hang a left, head up north, and then they're over our house. Well, you know, they already put the drones in, and we talked about this on the show, yep. up in the northern Canadian border. Yep, it's there. It's in, well, Florida, they have the little mini drone, like the drone with training wheels, the starter kit. Uh, but I think the ones that will be flying to the southern border, they're going to be real. That's going to be the real deal. Yeah, the ones that can stay up for 20 hours and shoot you. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, just- you know, I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but maybe this should be on our, I want to alert our, our, the people who maintain the movie database of movies to watch. Uh, I'll have to bring it up. This is RoboCop. Which essentially, uh, oh right, yeah, kind of pre, uh, kind of predicts this, <sighs> and we all laughed about it back then, right? I mean, well, this is isn't this exactly like uh, what's the Schwarzenegger movie where you have the naked body scanner? Uh, Terminator was that Terminator? 
Or it was either that or there was the one uh, where he, that was the, it was imagined the, he was on Mars. The Mars whatever. thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got RoboCops. We got... Uh, we have... Uh, what was the... Oh, man, I'm so bad at this. What was that other movie that... Uh, where they fight to the death? They get th- thrown down the chute and they have to fight on the streets and... Oh, it's uh, Escape from New York? No, not that one. It's like That's a good one too. That should be on the list. It's something man. It's uh oh, so total Running re- Man? Running Man, that's it. Total Recall, Running Man, Minority Report. All of these movies coming true. Was it Yeah, just- you should also Fahrenheit 451 should be on there. Really? You and- think that you think that belongs on the list? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm, it's very similar. Very interesting. interesting. And also, what's the one? Uh, the T. What was the one about the guys when you, go, you when you're 30 years old? Your little light wrote, uh, blinked on your hand. They had, you had to be shot. Oh, where you're um, you're invalid. Yeah, that Eric, was the, what's the name of that? Uh, movie? That was the crazy science fiction one uh, that was really minimalist. That movie, you mean? It, well, I don't know if that's the same one that was the minimalist one, but it's what you. But you know, everyone over thirty had to be killed, and this guy had to escape somehow. Demolition Man, that's what it was. Demolition. No, Demolition Man was no, different. no, no, no. I'm just the chat room was just going crazy. Logan's well, Run. Have yeah. you seen Logan's Run? I haven't seen Logan's, Logan's Run. Logan's Run. That's the one I'm talking. Gattaca. About. That's the one I meant. Gattaca. Okay, Logan's Run is the one where they where they, you have to when you're thirty they shoot you. Okay, so I think we need to set up a uh, a Netflix channel. Can we do that? Is, is a Netflix channel, or how do we do? That? You know, I just got a Roku. Did you get yours? Did you uh, talk to I that have guy? A Roku. The Roku is a great box. I think it's the best. Oh my box. god! So uh, one of our producers is setting up a No Agenda channel on Roku, and uh, I don't know exactly what he wants me to promote or not. So I'm not going to mention anything until it's all set up, and I'll do whatever he wants. And he says, "Do you have a Roku?" I said, "No." He said, "Well, let me send you one." And it came yesterday. Oh my god! Where was my life before Roku? This thing oh, is you, really. This thing is amazing. Yeah, no, Roku is the box. You don't. I mean, it's got C-SPAN on there. You can watch all the C-SPAN and, and the White House videos. It's, it's like my show prep is in one channel. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, and I know. It makes Apple TV and look and like Google like TV. poop. It's this is the box. Yeah, no, it's been the box for over a year. I mean, they they introduced a couple new versions of it at. I think they just upgraded everything at CES. I talked to the CEO of Roku. And, yeah, how are they doing? I mean, are, uh, is that they working? Say the guy had a smile on his face. I don't know how they're doing. <laughs> no, but he was. Well, it wasn't because of the hookers, because we know they weren't there this year. So maybe it was sales. But know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we could do a channel if if these guys are setting it up right. A no agenda. Ch- think of all the stuff we could have in there. We could have all of our movies, uh, all of the stuff we talk about could be right in there. I mean, it could be a really entertaining channel. It could be really good, and I am. Hopefully they'd approve it. I mean, they would, they have kind of like an app store process, right, where they approve stuff. You know, I'm not sure how the Roku model works, but I having I got the guys. I'll call them up and find out. That's well. So uh, so one of our producers is working on a no agenda channel, uh, which I think would be awesome. So of course we get the stream in there and all that stuff. But it'd be great, you know, if if we could have more of the multimedia stuff we have. Could be uh, poured right in there. I mean, this Roku thing is is it really it blew me away. I was like, wow, you know, it's like uh, YouTube. You can get all YouTube videos in there. Yeah, I'll go have lunch with these guys. They're in Saratoga. They're local, and I, I think I said, you know, they're in Saratoga. I said I think we should have lunch, and I think they said, yeah. I feel so, like I feel like such a douche that I've I've never really paid attention to Roku. I had no idea, and you, it's like HDMI. You plug it in. 
You plug, you plug in the power, and, it, and, and you know, you do your Wi-Fi password, and it works. Yeah. It's phenomenal. The, the cable company should be very worried about this. Oh, no. If I was a cable company, I'd be worried sick about that Roku box. I mean, it is the, it's the extreme version of all the stuff Netflix is doing on the Xbox 360. Well, you get Netflix I mean, you on have, the Roku. You can actually access it. Yeah, it's all on the Roku. It. Yeah. Yeah, I know everything. But Roku has that plus. It's it's a good setup. It works easily. It has other stuff that other systems don't have. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of value add. It's dirt cheap. Seventy bucks. Yeah, that I think I think the most expensive one, which has got some extra features, it's like a hundred. Like, it's a hundred ninety nine ninety nine bucks. bucks. Yeah. So it's dirt. It's literally dirt cheap. Yeah. There's no reason not to have one. I mean, I I can get rid of all of my television. The $200 a month I spend on, God, and the only reason I really want, I mean, I just want C-SPAN, really, and then Mickey needs E. <laughs> She's going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> she needs the E channel. I need E to watch Bridal Plasty and Married to Rock. You know, the Kardashians, uh, I follow uh, Chloe and Kim Kardashian on Twitter. You do? To even out my WikiLeaks uh, follow. And they're now shilling for a Microsoft, Microsoft Office. So they've got like, so they've got two million followers, and all of a sudden the tweet shows up from Chloe, like the new Microsoft Office is great with a link. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in the show. Boy, notes. Microsoft has sunk to some new lows with that kind of marketing. <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Get a free trial. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Courtney Kardashian. Get a free trial MS Office 2010. Great new features. Click here to get started. And it's been liked by 300,000 people and retweeted by 24 others. My God, you are slaves. Here, 237,924 Facebook likes. Make it great. Join the fans and like Microsoft Office 2010. Great article, by the way, if I can just compliment you at the end of the show. Um, was it PC Mag or something about uh, Facebook? Oh, yeah. Why I don't use Facebook. Yeah, great article. Thanks. You, you said basically it's just AOL. Yeah. I said, hello. No, that, w- that was really good. And, uh, and I saw you got some good link love from Reddit on that. And uh, I hope people take it to heart. Because it's uh, well, my comment was I think my best line in there was that the only reason you use Facebook is to try to find so some lost relative might be able to run into you if you wanted that. You know, I don't really. Well, need no, to I be think I think what down. I think what people really use Facebook for is to find that hot chick uh, in school. I got a a non Facebook connect, which was very interesting, from my old babysitter in Kensington, Maryland, when I was six. In a crazy twist of fate, her husband purchased source code from you oh that's very funny well did I you thought she was going to ask you if that left ball ever dropped no haha <laughs> did you um you sold some source code at one point i could look it up who you did you sold source code to her husband oh i could be uh in fact i'm going to tell you exactly what it was uh his name everybody at one time in their life had to sell source code to get by i, I just wanted i just wanted to <laughs> Even if it wasn't your own, <laughs> well, it was either my it was either public domain or somebody I was licensing it from. Uh, my husband, Herb, my husband Herb, bought the American rights to the Force compiler from John Dvorak and Mike Saransky. 
Oh right, yeah. Saransky and I were partners in a in a company for a while. What is the had, what was the force compiler? Well, the force compiler was a precursor. <laughs> it was essentially it was you. a D-based four clone that was very similar to the one that Microsoft ended up buying. It was actually a pretty good product. But you didn't sell it to Microsoft. No, Microsoft bought something else. Yeah. So and so here I am working with you. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that little note there where you're saying, right, very similar to something Microsoft bought, which I didn't get. And thank you. Now you're right. Here you are working with me, being supported by human resources all around Gitmo Nation. No end of show clip from me. You got anything? No. Oh, I, well, actually, I do. I, I, no, do I, mean, I do have an end of show clip. What? Uh, a movie clip from uh, Eric Bogosian. Oh yeah, that's actually probably worth playing. It's you know Bogosian. I didn't realize. I mean, he's an actor now, but he was a stand-up comic yep. who is apparently. I guess he must have been in love with uh, Le- uh, uh, Lenny Bruce. Oh. <laughs> I mean, because he sounds like a Le- this is a Lenny Bruce clone. This clip actually, and, th- you know, this might this might not be from the movie. This might be from his stand-up routine. Actually, no, it's t- totally from a stand-up, okay. an old stand-up routine. But this one, you know, you're almost you're hearing like a wannabe Lenny Bruce, unfortunately. So it kind of bothers me. But other than that, it's, it's not a bad bit. All right, I'm uh, I'm off to uh, go get this tattoo of my Virgo sign removed. Now that I'm a Leo, I won't. A- we'll ask about that on the next show. <laughs> yes, distraction of the week. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. Yeah, I'm mentally unstable and proud of it. My name is Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's, uh, I don't know, confusing. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. You know what I find fascinating? Human nature, the nature of human beings, what they like, what they don't like, what turns them on, what turns them off, what incredible appetites they have. Night after night, they stay glued to their TV sets, watching some pinheaded newscaster go on and on about today's gruesome murder or vicious rape. They sit there and they suck up TV dinners and munch on popcorn while they, while they absorb the minutia of today's massive mudslide or exploding chemical plant. Thousands dead and dying. Hundreds blinded. Munch, munch, munch. Carol, get some more salt while you're in the kitchen. Oh, hurry up, hurry up and see this. Just their hands are sticking out of the mud. Come on, quick, 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 quick. You're going to miss it. Commercial's coming out. Quick, 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 quick. And these same people, they, they watch a PBS special about dolphins and they start crying. And then, and then they stay up late. They watch an old Christmas movie starring Jimmy Stewart standing at a bridge someplace on Christmas Eve. They go berserk. The next morning, they jump into their sporty compact cars. They race each other on the highway while they, while they sing along with some ardent rock singer going on and on about a, about emaciated, dark-skinned, hopeless people turning the dung half a world away. So they feel so guilty about that, they go home. They write a check for $5, mail off some post office box in New York City. And they feel so good about that, they go to bed with each other, and they kiss, and they lick, and they fawn, and they suck each other, and they hold each other really, really tight because they really, really care. <laughs> I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda.